exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. I hope we're going out into the real world. I don't know. I can't see it on my screen. I'm completely and utterly in the dark right now. Uh-oh. Is it working? Is it not working? We'll find out. Hopefully, Chat Gang has, has uh, moved over to our new platform here on YouTube. It's been a long time coming. I know everybody's been complaining about our this and that and the other, and we... Literally, the reason we didn't go on YouTube before was because of the whole uh, not being able to have sponsors. Um, and we kind of like, you know, did it before. And then later on when we realized we couldn't have sponsors unless we took their 45 cents for every 5,000 videos you show, then I was like, nah, we'll do that. But we've got figured it out. So we still keep our sponsors. We're not making a dime off YouTube. So that's fine. But we can use the platform way more user friendly. Um, any complaints out there that I've seen has been stuff like you can't listen to the show without closing your things. And it took me three seconds to find a hack online. So it's not hard. There's always a way around this stuff. The cannabis way, my friend, will always make a. None of us want to pay for movies. None of us want to pay for nothing. We don't want to do nothing. Nothing. We just want it to be work. And so hopefully this will work better than the last one, uh, long term. Though live stream was good, had its had its moments, but uh, for the most part, I'd rather uh, work on a platform that everybody's used to. And if you're not used to YouTube, then you're obviously not very up to date with what's going on. So pretty much uh, looking forward to this this new. This new uh, platform. Uh, on the show today, we got Nat from Humboldt Nutrients coming on in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, and we got Cheesecake Lady in the studio. She's coming through. She just came from Cap Hill, I believe, and she's pissed off. Shit's getting crazy. The thing is, Colorado is literally like, if you want to watch what legalization does to your local situation and where you are, then your medical, either your medical situation, if you already have one, and or the just the, the corporization of cannabis. Just look to Colorado. You'll see many, many uh, things that just slap you in the face. Like, really? So now you're not allowed to grow anymore? Or we're not allowed to, I mean, they're still letting you grow a little bit, but realistically, taking away growing rights, not giving us places to smoke, uh, criminalizing uh, bud tenders here for doing what they are legally allowed to do just because they haven't written their laws properly. It's just like a lot of, a lot of crazy shit. And I'm sure when Cheesecake comes in, when Miss Jessica LaRue, I should call her, not just Cheesecake Lady, but Jessica. When she's on the hill, I guess she can't be called. You, you can't call like, hi, I'm Cheesecake Lady. Well, maybe she does. I don't know. But either way, um, she's going to tell us some more stuff, which I've already heard some details and it sounds even more ridiculous, uh, taking away more rights of people who are in the industry here. Um, on top of that, uh, just not not progressing you know what i mean so great anyway we'll talk about that and then uh obviously if you guys want to call in uh it's uh 720-310-8237 you can always call in anytime and 
what else, Mr. Imp? Oh, we don't have no KTI today. He was stuck in the mountains. He yeah. He said he was getting, some... getting some snow and some... Mm-hmm. Got the weather going on up there, so he wasn't able to make it down. Oh, we got a little jibber-jabber going on. What's going on there? Was that? Oh, that's just on my mic. That's just this. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Quality, quality stuff when you have to shake wires oh, to make yeah. it work. Shake the wire. Um, so, yeah, we just got MTI in the studio right now. How was your week? Good, These weeks man. go by quick, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it seems like we just had the party. I know, right? And, uh, yeah. Boom. So we're already back here. No, I've been stressing out about getting this thing online today. So Yeah, we uh, gave you a lot of warning, as I, usual. Yeah, yeah. We I gave guess. MTI as much warning as we gave our listeners. This day about like, noon. Like, hey, you know what? We're going to change over to YouTube now. I was like, okay, let's do it. So thank you, again, thank you for doing that. And also thank you, listeners, uh, for making the leap. The leap. And... Uh, yeah, they're going to see that 404 page a lot. Then a lot of people are going to be hitting that page going like, what happened? Oh, I heard you guys were gone. It's like, no. <laughs> but at the same time, I think most people are already, you know, most people don't listen to us live anyway. Like, I mean, there's the, the dedicated guys do, of course. But, well, for the most a, part, but for the most part, a lot of people listen to it. Afterwards. And there's a lot of people that check it out afterwards on YouTube, too. So I think yeah, we so it shouldn't be get a, a couple of those people now as well. Yeah, so it shouldn't be a big deal. Um, you can also go to SoundCloud if you don't need to see us, which you pretty much nobody really does, I don't think. The only, there's par- hardly been an episode where you've had to see what's going on, right? I mean, so you can always go to SoundCloud, pick up the stuff there. Um, and uh, obviously iTunes is the best since you can listen to it offline. That's always nice. Just download them all. What a week it's been, huh? Jesus Christ. And I, like, luckily, this is not a political show. Otherwise, we just would be up to our ears in ridiculousness right now. But <laughs> Yeah. With, you know, and, and, and the crazy thing is, is I don't want to talk about anything too much because no. what I've noticed is it's so crazy now, like the f- speed which you hear something. And if it's like, that's like, oh, that's so four hours ago. You know what I mean? Like people aren't even taking it in anymore. It's like you're just consuming so much bullshit on a daily that you just sort of stopped where all like our bullshit levels are maxed out and it's just like kind of comes and deflects off of you and you're just like oh really he said that oh, okay oh really that's what happened oh whatever it's like it's nuts but kind of feels like it's coming to a boil doesn't it and, and then the whole sessions thing of course to add you know to the whole bullshit of it all everything we're getting slapped in the face with all this bullshit and then all of a sudden we get some guy stuck in the fucking reefer madness days and or the 80s you know what i mean just like in his whole green merchant mentality and his fucking just asinine statements and and that other guy did you hear there was like another there was some other dude talking full-on racist bullshit about black people not being able to smoke cannabis because of their genetic makeup i was like are you fucking kidding me right now whoa where is that who is that it's like a congressman or something. It's some guy who is basically a Trumper who's just spouting some absolute and utter garbage. You know what I mean? You're just like, really? This is your, this is your, your stance on the whole thing. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was straight up reefer madness 2018. You know what I mean? You were just like, wow, this is getting nuts. But anyway, you know, the reality is it's like, uh, what are you laughing at? Somebody chat game? Someone's making fun of you. They said uh, Adam's hair to beard ratio is one to one. <laughs> oh, I know. Don't believe me. Believe me. I am 100% aware of how ridiculous I look too right uh, now. I'm like hilarious. a Muppet. I'm like a Muppet. I got the, 
the Muppet hair. That was Spring Hill. Uh, and then got the fucking, I, I, even, I trimmed the beard, put it that way. Even though I literally had to trim the beard back a bit because it was getting even just even more out of control. I'll get a haircut soon. I'll just, <laughs> <laughs> and the funny part is, is at this building we're in right here, there's at least eight or nine hair it's salons. Like salon like, the whole neck below us is nothing but hair salons. <laughs> and I walk past them and I just, I think it's kind of funny. As I walk past them, they're like, oh my God, that's like the whale right there. That's the guy we need. All day, an all-day project. Yup. Makeover. Anyway, no, that's cool. Thanks, Spring. For, thanks for noticing, bro. <laughs> so uh, let's go really quickly go through our, um, not quickly, let's, let's start the show off, I should say, with our beautiful sponsors who help make everything happen and keep the lights burning and the program running and everybody happy. Let's... We will uh, start, the, start the soiree with our buddies from uh, New Millennium. New Millennium Nutrients, uh, you know, designed for real... I mean, these, the thing that's nice about these guys is that this is a great... I mean, obviously, if you're a small grower at home or, you know, five, ten lights, whatever, it's a great program. But if you're on a larger scale, it's even better just because it's kind of what it's geared towards. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's a very versatile line with the idea also, like I was kind of always say on the show is that it's based on seasons, which makes it kind of, you know, user, user friendly in that sense and uh, very effective products. And the thing is like a lot of times it's just about the timing and using the products at the right moment more than the amounts almost. Cause for a lot of times it's nominal, you know, you need a very small amount, you trigger the plant at that right moment. Uh, and that's all it needs. It doesn't need to be saturated with something for the entire cycle. And some nutrients do that. Some nutrients just kind of blanket them down with everything and hope the plant takes up what it can take up. But, uh, yeah, great, great line. And uh, a couple new products that they just put out, which is the Carbonara and uh, what's the other one? Jeez, can't remember now. Got to get them on the show, dude. Oh, Decision. No, no. Decision's been around forever. There's the Carbonara. Uh, something else. Oh, it was a... Uh, something. <laughs> Definitely Carbon Yar. Uh, There's the Winter Frost, the PK. Appetite. Winter Frost is a great product also. I just uh, just got to use some, which is it's my favorite product to use. Oh, the Ruby Fulvic. No, it's not. No? Ruby, Ruby Fulvic's been around forever. Anyway, okay. whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll get them on the show and get some new updates. But you go to newmillenniumnutrients.com, check out their website. It's very easy, user-friendly. You can use a calculator, figure out what you need for your space and or store finder. See if they're in your area. I got some friends in Rhode Island actually growing with that that are killing it. I mean, to the point where I literally I saw some photos and I was just like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck is that? And then he's like, oh, that's one of yours. And I was like, oh, and it's even better. <laughs> it makes it even nice. There was a Cold Creek Kush that they were growing from seed that was just phenomenal. It's a huge yield. I was amazed. Um, yeah, so check them out online. And then if you're online and you want to go jump over to our other friends, you can go see I Love Incredibles. Um, their site's getting better and better every time. Every time we pull it up, it's a whole new, it like, seems like they've added a whole bunch of new stuff to it. Yeah. They've actually whole, added a whole bunch of new things to their line. They've got a whole new wellness line now, uh, bath salts. That's the new Skype. That's the new brand. Skype sound. Hey, <laughs> hey, is that Nate there? Hello. Hey. We're just finishing our. Uh, let, give me like two minutes while I finish my uh, my uh, sponsors, and then we'll get you on the line there. So, cool. Um, and so sounds our, good. Uh, sounds good. So our friends uh, over at Incredibles uh, to check out their new wellness products, check out all of their CBD lines, and you can uh, 
pick them up in literally hundreds of stores here in Colorado, and you can also get them now in California, Nevada, soon in uh, was it Massachusetts and Puerto Rico and Oregon. Was those, those are the next three popping up or something like that? I believe. It's okay. Sorry. Never mind. I saw you were mesmerized by the chat. Chat yeah. gang's got them going. <laughs> um, you go to iloveincredibles.com, check the website out, and uh, guaranteed, especially also with their extracts, they have in, in, in all their products. Their extracts, edibles, everything is grown on site, in-house. Um, and if you've ever walked through the kind of garden where you're just like, this is the kind of garden you walk through and you, just, you would love to smoke everything in there, but at the end of the day, this is all going into edibles and, and extracts. So it's really... Top, top notch. Um, and buddy's over at Build a Soil. Um, Jeremy, my God, we have to get him on the show real soon, too, because it's been a long ass time. Uh, Jeremy is a premier spot for hard to find items in, uh, in the organic world. And, you know, basically, if you look at all the stuff on their, on their site at buildasoil.com, if you take a look, you'll pretty much see that, you know, maybe a few items you can get at a grow shop, but for the most part, everything he has in there is unique. Uh, hard to find and taught, you know, tested through and through. That's one thing. Jeremy's also super knowledgeable, so if you give him a call, he can fill you in on any product that he's got on, on there. He can help you out if you have any issues along the way. Um, you know, sometimes it's a big step for people. They're moving over. They've been growing, you know, in one direction their entire life, and then someone has to tell them to kind of flip the script. And there's some growing pains sometimes go along with that, but these guys can help you through all those, which... You know, that's what it's all about. Service, my friend. You want to get work with people that give you good service. You go to buildasoil.com, uh, check them out online, or you can go to 855-877-SOIL, call them direct, talk to a human, say, what up? Got some things going on. Uh, if you're on the East Coast and you want to, well, it doesn't matter, you can call them anytime, but you, Mr. Ron Wallace out in Rhode Island, he's a uh, World Cup winning, World uh uh, record holding, I should say, world record holding pumpkin grower, and contributed genetics to two squash wins. It wasn't his particular grow, but his genetics, um, and also ten. You know, he'll teach you how to grow ten pound tomatoes. He's that guy. He's that guy. You know, <laughs> the, you, you remember him when you were a kid too. It wasn't the same guy, but there's always that one guy who just can kills it no matter what he touches, um, and it all starts in the rhizosphere in the root zone, and that's what he kind of focuses on. And if you can. Come check him out, and I'm going to let you take it away because you know me. I can never oh. remember how to say I never remember nothing. I'm always like, what? Wow. Wow. WallaceWow.com. <sighs> too many what? Too many W's. WallaceWow.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you can tell him if you do contact him and you want some products, you just tell him you got, came from the Adam Dunn Show. And uh, pretty much with all these guys, just, you tell them that you came from us. There's no real codes on anything right now, uh, any giveaways in particular, but... It's, uh, it's all personal stuff, so if you tell them you came from the show, I'm sure they'll, they'll give you a little extra bonus. Uh, I'm not going to guarantee, but, you know, usually do. And uh, the guys who always give out, give bonuses to everybody, because that's the way they kind of are, the guy, are our next, uh, next and last sponsors. Mr. Seed's here now. Seed's here now. Taking Bitcoin now, finally. Jesus Christ, you should have been taking Bitcoin the last two years. You've been killing it right now. Um, but they are taking Bitcoin, so if you want to, every time you make a little bit on the come up, you just dump it into seeds, it'd be a guaranteed win, I'd say. Um, you can go to seedsherenow.com, check out 35 of the top American breeders under one roof, uh, 
through one awesome service, which guarantees all their products. So if you have a problem, you just get back to them. Boom, they'll replace them. Reasonable, of course, please. Um, and he's also got seedaholics.com where you can check out all these uh, one-offs, uh, last, lost packs, last packs, charities, uh, which all go 100% to the, uh, to the charity itself. And uh, also lots of good specials i usually he'll be, we'll have james on in a little bit and he'll 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 rattle off his uh his incredible deals but for the most part always always good deals and guaranteed service and original breeders and original packs which is you know important stuff and you get what you order which is important too because a lot of times people just give you the top whatever give me your top three and maybe you'll get one of them that's that's not that's not what you want um, and right now, their latest breeder in, in the house is our guest on the show today, uh, Humboldt Seed Company. And Nate, who has been on the line patiently, is with us. Hey, Nate. How's it going? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, good. Uh, or is it Nat? Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, short for Nathaniel Pennington. Gotcha, um, gotcha. I- Folks always call me Nat. Nat. I like it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, not Nate. Nat. Um, yeah, and I was saying earlier, oof, Nats. You know, that's the one thing in this industry. We Somehow those things are fucking are the strong. Like, even though we get rid of all these really incredibly difficult bugs, Nats just seem to, they always make it through, don't they? Those little fuckers. <laughs> they somehow do. <laughs> yeah, they're not the worst, though. No, no, exactly. That's why we're all like, the, yeah, they're the cool. Hemp, they're cool. Leave them alone. And the then all this. Russet mites. Man. Oh, they, my God. Don't even They've talk. been doing a number on on Humboldt the last couple of years, that's for sure. Fuck everywhere. Yeah, out here they've been... I mean, the problem with them is that um, it's the lack of people understanding what they have when they first get it, and then it just gets a hold way before anybody ever has a chance. When when you when they ask you to come over and look and see what's wrong, and you walk in and you're like, dude, you know, yeah. you don't even want to go in and, you know, that's <laughs> it, you're done. You're like, you've seen one leaf and you're pretty much already over it. You're like, ah, I know what you got, and I'm out of here. You know what I mean? It's it's bad. bad that's news. classic. That happened to me, um, and I know we probably want to do introductions, but that just happened to me a few months ago in Jamaica, and I had really hoped, I was kind of doing a farm tour, I was there with Phyllis Bioscience, we were like uh-huh. looking for some really unique uh, varieties, and we went to this incredible farm where, you know, I really felt like the people there were doing it for all the right reasons, you know, medicine, science, um, trying to help their community, mm-hmm. and they took me into the the greenhouse area and they're like, we're having this problem with something that they were calling it uh, like jury curl or they thought it was a fungus anyways. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that. I mean, I took one look at it and yeah. I was like, Oh no, <laughs> that's, you know, and that's, and that's because somebody brought clones down there obviously. And they fucked it up, you know, cause I'm yeah, sure there was none down there before. Sure. Otherwise we would have heard about them a hundred years ago, you know, but it's uh, you would ugh, think it's such a horrible, and in the it's crazy too because it's one of those, like, the, the my my friend told me about him in California, two thousand and seven or six or something like that, and he was like one of the kind of the first guys to just try to scratch his head on it, like what the fuck are these things? You know what I mean? He couldn't, and when he explained them to me, right. I didn't believe him. You know what I mean? I was like, he's like, oh dude, I finally figured it out, and then he was like the first guy running around bearer of bad news to everybody like hey guess what you got you know guess what you got because he he sort of was there at the beginning it's weird how it like you know it definitely is like 
kind of came out of nowhere, which is weird because we're so used to thinking, you know, we know them all, but it just shows you that this whole game can get changed in, in a heartbeat, you know? It sure can, yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, hats off to seeds and, you know, I mean, I think that it's probably stuff like this has happened in every other agricultural industry. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's always nice to be able to sort of start over um, with some fresh genetics. Well, that was the scariest part about russets, though, is that if you're a breeder... It got super gnarly because you're like, oh, my God, they fucking don't stop. They're like Terminators deals, you know, where they just don't stop. They're like, oh, well, we're, the plant's dead. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I'm still here, and they're still doing damage on, like, like dried weed and stuff. You know, like, they're, they're still munching out, and you're like, oh, my God. They're just, you know, taking the integrity out of the plant after the fact, which is, yeah. that's, to me, the most scary. Well, and, you know, we started, so, you know, I had experiences with them, and like you said, as a breeder, you know, you're also always trying to, you know, get new, different things to sort of play and and experiment and research, and Mm -hmm. so, yeah, you're likely to potentially, you know, contract some... Well, yeah, you know, imagine of- imagine when people don't know it and they got the weed with them and the things are still alive and they've just moved into a new garden and you're just like, oh, these little fuckers are just yeah. incredible. I mean, no, that's, and that's the crazy it's- part. Because, you know, back in the day, we, we were scared of spider mites and now I'm like, spider mites are like herpes or like wouldn't even be like herpes. They'd be more like, you know, gonorrhea or something. And then fucking russet mites are just AIDS. You know what I mean? You're just like, no, let's say we're fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas you're just like, oh. And then you're like, really? Yeah. Oh, gonorrhea? Like, that's I'm, cool. I'm, that's, I could do that, bro. You know, it's like it's like it's not a big deal anymore because you know it's just a shot away. Or yeah, something. this is no no quick trip to the uh, to the doctor. This is like you know, yeah, you're freaking quarantined in the hospital for a while. Hundred percent, Russet mites. Hundred percent, and I mean, and, when, you know, so like we yeah. we started, you know, I did a bunch of research because I was like, is there any way that you know these things could ever be passed through a seed that's been you know, I mean, people do different degrees of sort of like cleaning the seeds when they're preparing the plant or whatever, you know, if they're mm-hmm. selling them or if they're yeah. sharing them. And so I figured, it, you know, I did a ton of research. I kind of experimented with all different treatments and stuff. And we eventually kind of settled on, you know, something that like 110% would get rid of any kind of little hitchhiker that uh-huh. could possibly, you know, travel around on a seed. And then because, you know, we were sort of wiping the slate clean as far as the sort of like nano microscopic level of, of uh, biological life on the whole of the seed kind of figured out a way of kind of just like very lightly reintroducing um, like beneficial bacteria and mycorrhizae. Huh. So, anyways, is that, I, is that in storage? Is that, that in storage? You're just talking about when you're actually putting them in the ground, or when you're talking about like actual storage and things? Because that's kind of where, I, you know, for I, storage. Okay. So, yeah, we just started to you know immediately um, treat them and then store them with this beneficial. That way, they're kind of like of, of, they're full at that point with the bennies and not. Not, not, yeah, exactly. Not like to... all of the, because I just don't, you know, we we figured out. All right, here's how you can clean them 
to the point where there's absolutely no no life, no eggs, no mm-hmm. there's no possibility that anything could ever, you know, transfer into, you know, some other the next stage of the game. Sure. Um and then we just wanted to kind of breathe some some life back in. So we do it and a very, very light inoculant with mm-hmm. some mycorrhizae and beneficial stuff. But it's nice. All right, just, let's... just to kind of have something, you know, that's living. Because um, they are naturally, like, even the outside of the seed, like, it has sort of a life of its own. And yeah, 100%. Make sure that there's no, you know, like, little buggers or harmful botrytis, you know. Well, yeah, and, and then, like, I mean, the, it depends a lot on how people store your stuff. Like, I mean... I think when I'm, you know, for sure when I'm in sort of phase one, there's a ton of like bits and pieces of leaf material and stuff because it hasn't been actually separated into, you know, into the thousand packs or whatever, just kind of like bulk. And I like to keep them, personally, I like to keep them kind of like less handled at first because of the fact that it's like you can overdo it if you're trying to like get every single husk off right out of the gate and then moving them around and shifting them here and then they end up, you know, it's kind of like you know, you kind of want them to be a little bit, cleaner and stuff and so for me a lot of times I just keep them in bulk with a bit of leaf material but then that kind of gives you a possible I mean they're in the fridge and everything like that but at the same time if you get down at a microscopic level definitely could harbor all sorts of stuff um, but I also think it's kind of naturally in its own little protective thing too the more and then the more you expose it it's almost like an egg you know what I mean like it's just kind of like it's got a certain amount of, hand, amount of handling before it gets Mike, and you know, it's better if it just sits there. Yeah, <laughs> it'll last a lot longer. No, I, and I've done that. Like that's been the policy for for years and years. I because it kind of provides a like a buffer for you know, let's just say like even humidity level yeah. or whatever temperature mm-hmm. fluctuations and stuff. Like having a little bit of that organic material still in there. It yeah, it, it literally is like natural. a desiccant. It's almost like a little desiccant in itself. You know, it's like uh, exactly. You're totally right. So but then, no, I'm talking like literally right as they move from, you know, like that kind of a scenario mm-hmm. in into sort of this prep for either you know pl- prep for planting or prep for. Packaging you know, going or, to yeah. a store or going right. somewhere like that, we we do this whole little, um, we just call it uh, disinfection and, and inoculation. So Good. It's sort gotcha. of like well, let's uh, last since both of us got all excited and went straight into the fucking meat and the potatoes. Let's go uh, a little bit to the to the beginning of what you, your career as far as this industry goes and where you, how do you how because are you a, so you were a humble uh, native or. Um, I moved here when I was 18 years old uh, uh-huh. from, like, New York and Philly, uh-huh. really. Um, and I just kind of beelined it out here and landed out here. And then, um, you know, of course, I started growing not too long thereafter. Um, had my my lovely daughter, uh, who's my pride and joy, 19 years old right now. And so she's been with me all the whole way and um probably should have put her on the show too she knows a lot but um anyways so also i in in breeding you know that i started right away so like 1999 actually was the first time i made a cross okay and um 
And, then, what, and what was your starting material then? Was it from like clones that you had, like sort of exclusive clones, or was it seeds that you kind of? Uh, it was. Uh, it was the not a new skin mist was was what I got my hands on. It was a clone, and then I had just some literally like some super old timer Humboldt strains that mm-hmm. just kind of came down out of the hills. That right. Uh, so the that you got when you were there after you got there. Yeah, so, like, I had a sort of a mentor, because um, I was also, I did a bunch of fisheries biology and did a lot of work. Um, eventually, it, it evolved into genetic research and salmon and, you know, real deep salmon science and doing river restoration projects and stuff like that. But um, one of the my mentors in both cannabis and, and that, uh, had some strains that he had been keeping alive. So he sort of took me under his wing a little bit, and I started making crosses with Salmon Creek Big Bud was one that was going around back in the day. Yeah, and yeah, not a I, new skin. I, used, I actually used that in uh, Heavy Duty Fruity, so it's kind of funny. It's one of the, it's one of the awesome. clones that made it over yeah. to Amsterdam, you know, because people would always drop them. Yep, of it. course, yeah. <laughs> the Salmon Creek Big that, Bud was, one, was like, one of them. Sneaking clones on on airplanes, is, yeah. That's such and that's about this, it, and that's yeah. That was like that was a little earlier. Uh, it was about ninety six or something like that, or ninety five, ninety six, something like that. But yeah, that was one of the one of the Oregon. Basically, I'd get from Oregon and Cali guys rolling in with with stuff, and it was just like it was fun because you know they wouldn't waste their time stuffing it down their pants if they didn't fucking, if it wasn't good enough, you know what I mean? It was like, this is the exactly. like, literally come off the plane, like kind of like walking weird, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, that is so funny. That's exactly. Yep. Um, yeah. So then I, I moved out here in 96 to Humboldt and then, um, really started like, okay, this is, this is a thing. And I, I have sort of a, a business, um, when, you know, I was sort of supplying the neighborhood and it kind of grew and eventually, you know, people had, would come back, you know, in, in mass every January, every February and say, Hey, you know, can I get the seeds again? And they would always offer money. And so I, but I never wanted money for it or anything like that. I just felt like it was sort of like, you know, Hey, I'm doing it for myself because I'm interested and I want to have, but sooner or later, you know, it became such a thing. So many people, you know, that it was like, okay, this is consuming so much of my time. I guess it's time for me to start, you know, accepting some compensation. And, and that was kind of right around the time we started, you know, I went to the County and got the name Humboldt seed company and, did stuff like that and uh, sort of officialized it. Mm-hmm. and But then really didn't, like, feel comfortable because, you know, I was really, really in, deeply involved in uh, river restoration and, and salmon research and science and mm-hmm. constantly was having to... We did this big undam the Klamath effort that um, ended up, you know, being pretty successful and we'll be removing these dams and, and restoring the river um, in 2020. And so that um, effort sort of made it so that I had to, 
you know, meet with Schwarzenegger's aides and Kitschaber and, you know, just all the different governors and sometimes the federal officials. And that's, uh, you know, a big reason why I wasn't really doing a huge amount of promotion around Humboldt Seed Company in, in the, uh, you know, like from 2010 to right, right around that time was when we were really doing it. And so I, I also was doing all this genetic studies at UC Davis or helping really to figure out the differences in the, the runs of salmon and, you know, with the goal of, of specifically, you know, trying to fix this river that this massive river that flows through Humboldt County kind of well, on the edge. And, uh, you know, that really kind of gave me a, a great inroad for understanding genetics and how you can apply, like, population genomics to uh, cannabis. And so it was sort of a natural way to quickly understand, like, what the kind of stuff that, like, Phyllis Bioscience is trying to do. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I kind of really spoke that language and understood how important that stuff is. And especially like preserving some of the really unique uh, cultivars because it's so similar to preserving unique wildlife. Where you know, it's once it's lost, it can be very, very hard for it to re-evolve or for you to even in, with like. You know, well, like well, yeah, and you can also it. see, I guess, uh, when you see like uh, invasive sort of species, is comparative to like right. somebody coming in with a bunch of autoflowers and into Jamaica and fucking up that whole. Because I'm sure Jamaica must have been a big dog's breath, breath breakfast of bullshit, really, right? Because there's hardly anything that hasn't been infected there with somebody else growing something like yeah, that from well, Holland or from. So, I mean, there's nothing really essentially Jamaican left, is there? No, my. My fiance, um, oh, I my partner here wants to say hi. She apparently knows you from back in the day, but yeah, <laughs> okay, for sure. She can Jamaica, um, Jamaica was amazing, and you're absolutely right. Uh, there was, it was hard to see in like Negril where there's a bunch of influence. You know, we were like, let's we want to we're looking for the real Jamaican, like the best Jamaican. Mm-hmm the old Jamaican and people would be like, you know, here's uh, some sour diesel. This is the best. And yeah, right. I'm like, no, no, that's not. <laughs> exactly. No, I, know. But, I mean, that is great. It looks great. And you did a great job, mm-hmm. but we're looking for like, you know, the lamb's bread and like the really original stuff that, you know, maybe came over from like the Gandhi's mm-hmm. because that was uh, apparently where the, you know, the name Ganja okay. came from. And that was sort of like, you know, endemic um, kind of native strains, or at least that, you know, they've become somewhat endemic mm-hmm. native or original. Uh, I think those are, are incredibly valuable. And, you know, there's a lot of attention being given to them. So I think that's, I support that a lot. And well, you know, it was also weird. What came out, which was kind of interesting um, because nobody really planned it and nobody just wasn't really looking for it at the time, but years ago there was a study that I read that was talking about all these Jamaican strains that were super high in CBD. And like 
it kind of made sense when you looked at all the high CBD strains that are like out there, like the, that are these Jamaican-based ones. And it seemed like anything that was maybe native would have been leaning on that side just because of the medicinal quality, and they recognized it on their own. You know what I mean? It was like a, they, they kind of just picked up on that part. So you got these stuff that wasn't like really high THC, but it was also maybe a one-to-one, you know, 1411 or something like that. You know what I mean? Like real close and a lot of CBD, not a huge amount of THC, but perfect, you know, the balance is there. And that's what you kind of, so maybe those would be what you'd look for if you had, you know, phylos there to actually looking for those ten, those tendencies. But anything that would be kind of in a, in that, Frame might be might be in a little bit more original than what's out there now. You know, if you're going to look at it that way. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. And and we did. Um, I had Philos there with me, um, and we were able to do some some genetic research on those ones. And um, if folks that are listening in are interested, you can check out on Philos's website. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a little video that it explains you know sort of the story um of that trip and and how important that stuff is and you know it was just for me i was like honored to even you know be a part of it and we all it, it kind of coalesced together just sort of organically and and it was really nice and there's a farm down there that's uh you know wonderfully uh motivated in in like a lot of really medical and, and non-profit called uh, Genret Farms. And I got to give them a shout out because they they had done, clearly had done a lot of work in wanting to protect those, you know, one-to-one type um, original strains. And, you know, I that's, of course, you know, everybody's always looking for the strongest THC or, or whatever. And, and there that has its, Definitely has merits too because there's, you know, obviously all kinds of different medical applications to different cannabinoids. So, you know, we got to look for it all. But I, I personally know that, you know, a lot of folks really feel really comfortable when they're, you know, using the strains that are more um, mellow and, and have the CBD component. There's a lot, and there's a lot of times people who have been like, you know. Um, Working working a strain for years and all their friends love it and it's like it's such a good thing for them and then all of a sudden the guy tests it out and his mind's that's like sixteen percent THC and he gets all pissed off and like but it's like yeah but maybe if you look at the rest of it you can be see that that's where oh shit this shit's really unique it's got a you know THCV in it like out of the off the chart you know you're like oh whoa I didn't know that you know there's like these little details that people don't know yet but uh, that's what's kind of that's what I like when I find people that ran the same thing forever and had a good feel for it and didn't understand, didn't test it and didn't care about any of that. And now all of a sudden, but sometimes they get, like I said, they get disappointed because they think, oh, it's not great because it's only 16 or even lower. I mean, like Soma had some stuff that he won a cup with that came out at like 14% THC, you know, it was like nothing, yeah. but, but it, but it had something about it. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. Well, there's, I'll tell you, I mean, how many, I remember the first time I had some terpenes analyzed, I think they looked for like six of them. And I got this report and it was like, oh, you know, there's Mercine, woohoo. And, uh, you know, now, you know, I, I get, when I get tests back, you know, we, we try to get like the 36. And that's still, what is it? There's like something like 
you know, hundreds and hundreds of different yeah. flavonoids and terpenes out there. Sure. I mean, and so we don't really know. Right now, about 180, and, maybe, so many people think, but, you know, it's like, we don't even know. Yeah. There's more. And, and then flavonoids, too. And then, you know, like, I, I, I'm not trying to, like, uh, diminish how important um, chemotype results are in, you know, research and improving you know, as a breeder, it's like, that's a really huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and turpin results, I, but also at this, in the same breath, I can't stress how imp- enough, how important just, you know, how it affects each individual human being. Mm-hmm. And if you like it, then that's really good enough. You know, yeah. don't necessarily allow yourself to just, you know, seek something because of its um, chemotype lab result. Um, just do do what you like. Sure, sure. And and that's been the cool part about cannabis the whole time is that it's always been a touchy feely product, and that's kind of where I think everybody who is into it was into it for that reason is that they figured out like what makes what works for them. You know what I mean? And if everybody has like if you have a sort of if you're the type that maybe can smoke a lot or you know you like the you like weed a lot then you're gonna for the most part and if you like it it should be good for everybody you know what i mean you kind of you're on the test you're the test bunny you know and uh everybody's got a little slightly different taste but we all agree on certain things you know that's where you know some some stuff's really hard to deny but at the same time there's also weird flavors out there that haven't even been really pulled out yet because we're we're in such a Again, dogs breakfast now. You know, what I mean, everybody's working off of everybody else's, yeah. everybody else's uh, right. so-called strains. You know, um, so so yeah. What, you know, so I, I was going to ask you. Like, I was going to ask you, guys, where, where's your where's your partner that you wanted to talk to me? Oh, I want to leave her out. She's right here. Don't leave her out of the discussion now. Hey, Adam. This is Amber. I was um, involved oh. with Hemp Hoodlum back in the day. Uh-huh. I did a lot of uh-huh. uh, distribution of. In the humble area. I know exactly who you are. And we, <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Nat said that he was on the radio with you, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Anyways, it? good to hear your voice. Of course, of course. Good to hear you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, doing great. Uh, you ever come out to Denver, you guys are, are always welcome to come by the show. Come hang out over here, and uh, I'll do yeah, the same. Cool. I'm sure... Sure, one of us will be in the... In the yeah, like what? One of us will be in one of each other's areas at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. And humble. Yeah, if you're ever up here, we also do a rafting company. So getting oh. out on the river and nice. you know going rafting is also a fun thing. Awesome. Yeah. And this year, <laughs> we're rafting might be a little bit of a uh, yeah mud mud rafting and, and just right now. Huh? <laughs> Santa Barbara's <laughs> well, having a special. Yeah. Did you see that van? Did you see that uh, that car that was getting chased down the street by that thing? That was nuts. There was this one video was of a, there was a there was one video of this guy at a yellow he was definitely not making it. <laughs> you were like looking at that, like, "Holy shit!" Dude. Oh, that is that's so scary. I, I couldnn't believe that. It's, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess what I was going to say too on that same discussion, mm-hmm. um, and actually, what Amber reminded me was, you know, like when it comes to these old um, heirloom type varieties, um, you know, like we still put together stuff like. You know, train wreck, for example. Um, mm-hmm. That's I've always loved that, and it it almost I feel like it came close to like really almost getting lost. And I know that that's an exaggeration. There's always going to be somebody that's got a train wreck clone that's mm-hmm. you know um, 
out, you know, still alive or whatever. But I, for what I do and, and with breeding, that's just been like one of my little side projects is I'll just sort of create uh, these classic strains that people know and love mm-hmm. and make them stabilize them in seed form. And, you know, it's to me, it's like I'm not clearly I'm not trying to, like, take credit for train wreck or anything mm-hmm. but i want to keep it alive because it's so great and you know i want people to be able to have it and then in but, seed form with that, so that that plant in particular i mean wouldn't you find that it's such a hermy prone plant that i would just be like that'd be the hardest plant to stabilize in my opinion just in the long run without hermy tendencies because i just noticed that everything i've ever played around with it and was like oh god this thing's a, a bitch you know what i mean and that's like the real deal when it does that, which is like a terrible trait <laughs> that you really want to know. Like, oh, yeah, does it hurt me? Yeah. Oh, great. You know, it's like, did you uh, did you have problems with that with that strain in particular? You know, we didn't. Um, I was I, you know, I, I would say that almost every, I mean, pretty much every seed comes out like undistinguishably like that smell and mm-hmm. of course it's like the sativa growth habit and you know it's this crazy like wide super wide eventually it gets tall but you know it's that incredibly unique train wreck smell mm-hmm. um and somehow we bred the the real hermaphroditic problem out of it Okay. And yeah, just because I always, cause, I, I mean, that's we had the guy on the show last month uh, or last month, I should say, last I think it was last week. Um, uh, Steve Tuck, and he he's kind of like one of the guys who was there when it was really like you know back in the '90s or whatever, and it was like he he really had a hard he he, he his dis- description was if you looked at it wrong, it would you know remind <laughs> you. So it was kind of like one of those you know maybe it kind of tired out or maybe other somebody else selected beforehand or something because. It's one of those plants that I had the same problem in, in Europe with it. I, I got it in Europe, and I was like, "Why would anybody want this?" Because it, it, at the same time, it never made seeds. It was kind of like a, it just more, was more of a visual thing, you know. So it would always like throw out like bananas that never kind of really pollinated anything because it came on the plant was so quick anyway. How many days are you talking? Like forty-two, forty-four, something like that. Like fast, right? It's, yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ours is probably more like more like fifty, fifty-five or something. But uh, yeah, you know, I just in general, it's sort of like for me, that's kind of like a genre. And like you know, Jack Herrera, like we do mm-hmm. a Jack Herrera, and it's just like you know, for a while we were calling it Jack Knife because we it wasn't quite there. But eventually, we sort of circled back around, and you know, we looked at the genetic you know comparison and it was close right you know it's obviously when you have seeds nothing ever is going to land right on top of you know because it's not they're not clones they're not identical jacks and jacks jacks one of those ones that's really turned into a sort of like you said like a genre almost like a whole genre of itself you're like oh jack 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 you know you can really smell it real quick yeah it's like um yeah and it's got and then we also did like a turpin analysis and looked at sort of they you know what the common turpin analysis a lot of terpenoline in the yeah and exactly and so yeah. eventually we were like you know what we've we've really done it mm-hmm. over you know I mean that's something that I had bred with or I played with and tried to really stabilize it in a seeds line for ten years 
Mm-hmm. And eventually we stopped. We felt like we could stop calling it something that it wasn't and just call it, you know, credit where credit's due. It's, it's Jack Herrera. And I know that there's some interesting, you know, uh, how that name and whether, you know, Jack, our, our, you know, hero Jack Herrera actually even knew about that. And that's a whole different story. But nonetheless, like, you know, being able to be like, all right, you know, kind of like a Brandywine tomato is a Brandywine tomato and a Jack Herrera, you know, it, it better come out with lots of terpinaline and, you know, it better be a little bit on the sativa side and, you know, and so that's kind of where we gauge and how we decide whether or not we feel comfortable being like, all right, well, here's seeds. And, you know, I think I'd love to, you know, we just kind of want to get, keep those, those originals alive and, and share that kind of stuff with, with people so that, you know, cause it's like, we're losing that stuff in a way. And that's why I appreciate, you know, I'm on the board of directors of the open cannabis project and right. all the work that's going on on there with, you know, protecting the, sort of the right for people to be able to grow medicine that has always worked well for them. Um, and, you know, also make new stuff too, without worrying about, you know, of course, like this sounds cliche, but without worrying about Monsanto saying that's that's our pollen that you have in your field because it drifted 10 miles from from our cannabis research facility and yeah you know well i think i think um uh, i think with that particular um example i would say being a guy that worked for sensi seeds and knowing how pretty big they are in a sense they're like they're not necessarily the Monsanto of weed, that's for sure, because they're definitely not a, they're not an evil empire, but they're definitely the the oldest guys on the block almost as far as, you know, 86 or something like that is I think when they started. And so the, with them, it's kind of a... That'd be one of those things where I would say I'd either, I'd either change the name just personally at a, and put the Jack Harrow underneath it or something like that just because they it's either pay them in one sense or go straight to J- uh, Jack's brother and give him some cash straight because he's right there in California. So it's one of those things where I'd be like, just because the guy's a real... Because the thing about the Jack is when he, he, he was there in 90, I believe it was two or three... Uh, no, actually, sorry, it was 94. 94 when they uh, uh, had him come over and walk through the grow room and they showed him this is what your plant is and you got to smell it and take the photos and there's a video online of that and stuff and things like Jackie had nothing to do with it in the sense of you know, building it or anything but it was a crazy hybrid too it was like an 11 way hybrid that they showed on the on the day yeah. I saw it on the thing we're getting calls in yeah but well Skype I, just changed. I would I would and love we'll see the I'd love call. to offer okay if, so if his brother we did try to get a hold of um the family a little bit because we Dennis Perone, who I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah, of course. Um, wrote, wrote the, so, you know, they were buddies and we've been like talking with Dennis and he, Dennis would like us to create a variety for him. And mm-hmm. so the whole, you know, the Jack Herrera thing came up and, and I said immediately, I was like, you know, we would absolutely love to do, you know, cause Dennis, you know, like a portion of the, 
of the, you know, whatever, whatever that, you know, we, we give it to a charity or we give it to the family members and stuff like that. So there's absolutely, I think that that's completely and totally warranted or, yeah. Because I, because I, yeah. Well, the thing is, I know that, um, you know, since he owns the rights to the seed thing, they're not really doing stuff yet here, but at the same time, you kind of like, eh. But at the same time, if you Mark, I know, is uh, promoting for his brother, and he's like, or is it his, his uh, father? And so uh, it's kind of like, uh, so it's good to give the kid, you know, give the kid some money. But the kid, no, the kid's like forty. <laughs> he's already, he's a, he's a, uh, he's an adult. But he's, he's uh, representing the book and representing Jack and representing all the stuff. So it's kind of like, it's always good yeah. to link, link those things together. Um, yeah, so we're we're pursuing that actually. It's funny that you brought it up because we that was like something I talked to the at the you know Dennis's whole nice. family at the castle Castro Castle right. about trying to track track the Herrera family down. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, I can definitely link you also with with the Mark. Um, so uh, when you, uh, do you you you. Besides, like you and your, uh, so how many people you got working, like uh, partner-wise, and 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 in what kind of sort of uh, parameters? Well, we we really do a lot of our breeding is is just outdoor. Um, so we have a permitted farm here in Humboldt, um, and it's you know the place that we've been working here for a long, long time. And you know our team is is pretty not huge you know we've got like a board of directors with some local like um local native influence because we like to kind of honor our community and the land of people that have always been here and um but you know i've got uh ben and Bo and crystal and you know it the list kind of goes on um of course amber sometimes helps a little but uh (laughs) You know, we we're we're just a, a big team here as far as like our community goes, and then we also work with the True Humble and the Sun Growers Guild and um, the California Growers Association. And Phylos is does a lot of helps us a lot when it comes to informed breeding and and stuff like that. So, um, and then like I said. I'm on the board of the Open Cannabis Project, so it's a it's a really big collaboration, nice. and you know we're we're sort of really rooted in Humboldt. Um, I very rarely ever even leave like, the occasional like conference or workshop. Kind of tears me away, but right. um, I'm sitting sitting right now on on the farm deep in the mountains of Humboldt County, and nice. just actually had a, had a, a walk through from the the permitting agency of the local tribe. Um, so we, we did that. It's, it's interesting what's happening right now. And, you know, um, I really am scared for a lot of our community here because I see a lot of big corporate influence coming in. And so you know, I think it's time for, so James is uh, trying to call yeah. in to, um, to jump in on the conversation and we have a new setup for Skype. So if we lose you, it's just because we totally messed up on the buttons and we don't know what's going on yet. So I'm going to figure it out. So just in case you get cut off, just call right back and then we'll, we'll drop James in a second because I think he's trying to call in, but we might have a three, we might work it out. We never know. So, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, there you are. He's there. So now are we there together or not? 
No, I heard okay. you. Matt, stay with me. Matt, brother, come back. <clears throat> no, seriously, we, we haven't figured it out yet. We're, we're, oh. we're totally floorgled. What's going on, Mr. James? Floorgled. Uh, nothing much. Just calling in and knocking my guests off, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what you do when you're <laughs> big James rolling yeah. in, knocking off the guests. No. Um, oh, I will. Uh, I can. I, I just do my quick stat, and then we'll uh, we'll get out of here. Let you guys get back <laughs> on the, the good stuff for the day. Yeah. So what's the big? What's your big? What's yeah, your big? Just, your big bargains of the day? Looks like uh, I've been listening all day. It looks like uh, sounds like Matt's been giving a good a good load animal. He's been doing. He needs to break into his phylos triangulation method, uh, which is pretty cool that he's got going. Um, okay, we'll get into the but, triangulation. Uh, yeah, to, the triangulations. Take, triangulation. Now you can like zoom in and zoom out. Check that out. Mm-hmm. About that. But uh, this month's special is generally shout out to uh, uh, the uh, chat gang, of course. First of all, um, love the uh, new YouTube uh, version, which is a lot friendlier. I know I'm sitting on my computer and watching it, so um, I, I don't know if we did it on purpose or not, but I like it. It's cool. Uh, what did I do? Did I do something on purpose? Oh. Nothing. Yeah, we're on YouTube now. Oh, yeah. So I did it on purpose because we, you know, we said later. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. I waited till the last second, and then I just told MTI yesterday, and then it said we better do it. Yeah, we did it. You you wait till the last second on something? No, oh, no. never. <laughs> not in my it's not in my nature. Uh, so, no, I found uh, that at noon uh, yesterday. So what's going on? That new strain? I found that at noon yesterday that we're going to YouTube. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's better than you know this morning at nine a.m. Yeah. By the way, we'll be at YouTube. Well, I put it out at 3 in the morning, so people had to, you know, be up late. People who were up late knew. People who were up early should have well, known. Well, well. People who were up late. Real quick, uh, the specials for January yep. are uh, Paulo Hayes, Green Avenger, Rosetta Stone for eighty four eighty eight. dollars uh, Everything Crockett, including his new six uh, Sour Plum drops. Nat, we're going to get back to you in two seconds. We're just listening to James. Call, we'll just listen to James, and then right at the end, you could go boom and call. So, you got like a two minute wait. Sorry, nice. we're, we can't I'm figure trying it out. to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> we're on, we're like a band who can't figure out our equipment right now. Like, ah, dude, that. <laughs> but, but to, to, to that extent, uh, shout out to KTI MTI. The, the audio has been 10,000 percent better, like, it's been really good, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, right you know, working I appreciate that. Well, not, 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 not just on the kid, but you know, I, I can actually hear it. I don't have to, you know, there's a crackle. Some stuff you guys got, like the archive one. That was a great interview, but yeah, I can barely hear it. So, gotcha. Um, thanks, for, thanks for putting it next to work. But uh, to finish off the specials, uh, all Crockett 108, 88 for 12 packs. Uh, all exotic except for the Triple OG is 98 bucks. Um, exotic's going on 24 cups in three years. So, um, all Gold Coast is 78, 88. Uh, Louds, Loud Ganitas, the, 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 the cross they made, made it for the beer. Uh, Lagunitas, which you were mm-hmm. a big fan of, I know. I well, used we be. used to be. We used to be. <laughs> uh, those five packs are going out the door for thirty-eight eighty-eight. Um, the cart deals, and if you spend six hundred plus, you get a free ten pack of the Squish from Dominion Feed Company uh, with Duke Diamond over there. Um, I'm smoking on some one eight seven currently that he gave me. Uh, uh, mighty tasty. Nat, we're almost done. Um, <laughs> we're almost done, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week's drops are actually next week's drops. We've got Karma hitting the hitting the boards. Uh, Humboldt Seed Company hits hits next Monday. Um, Ethos has a restock. Melvinetics has a restock. Coastal's coming in. Brothers Grimm has a restock. Humboldt Natural Wonders, and of course, a restock from Exotic. So that all hits uh, next next Monday next week. So follow to the site, and that's all I got. Thanks 
Uh, thanks uh, for having me back on the show, and appreciate uh, Tag taking uh, Nat on. And uh, yeah, so well, uh, 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 hopefully, uh, hopefully Nat comes back because now he's not all pissed off because we like you, you came in and he's just, back. He, oh, no. he's back. He's we'll back. We'll catch you later, dude. All right, we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. Talk to you. Bye. Yeah. Are we? Is he Ooh. back? No. Someone's here. Nat. Hey, I'm back. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, so it happens when your distributor comes in and just kicks you right off your own show. You're like, "What? What's going on here?" <laughs> but it's our fault because we couldn't. We haven't. We got new Skype set up. We downloaded some new swag today, and we're like, "Oh shit! How do you do this?" And uh, we'll figure it out right at the end of the show. Um, so we were talking a little bit about you guys and, and your your uh, growing and breeding. So you guys are completely organic, right? Yeah, we're like clean green certified and um, definitely, um, you know, we obviously have an indoor laboratory component, but what we, you know, want to put forth is, you know, like stuff that works for organic and, um, yeah, you know, and I, indoor yeah, I mean, or outdoor. I mean, if there might be something in some element in the whole process or something like that, that's not what I'm saying in general as far as your practices and stuff are generally in a organic fashion as far as, you know, uh, up and humble, beyond, I can imagine. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> beyond. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, burying stuff in horns and shit, or you guys are not quite there? What was that? Oh, the, oh, the <laughs> yeah, evil cups are? Yeah, yeah, you guys are doing that. Yeah, no, we're there. We're um, experimenting <laughs> we're there. with that kind of thing. Right. You know, the other thing that we focus a lot on, too, is, is we have, like, the whole ranch right. is, completely um you know like carbon neutral so we did solar and we've got a micro hydroelectric system so Mm -hmm. it's just like a little tiny tiny uh, stream of water that spins a turbine and powers the whole facility so that's awesome um yeah we're you know we try our best here and you know really a lot about like community and Mm. Um, you know, we want to see this craft cannabis thing that Humboldt's got going, be able to have some longevity to it, some sustainability. And, uh, you know, what I'm just seeing all around me is people just falling off and just giving up and, um, you know, with like the, the permits, you know, as much as they do look to, you know, protect the environment, some of the stuff is, is tough because, you know, I have um, some a lot of colleagues that, you know, like that's where their the focus of their life is is working to protect the ecosystem here in Humble and and nearby and um, but they have, you know, like a they need to use a tiny bit of water from a local stream and, mm-hmm. you know, that's now impossible and so you've got to. You know, like what we did is put in big tanks and, and, um, you know, it's a lot of plastic and, uh, you know, I, I'm not really trying to make a statement here or anything, but it's tough financially for, for people. And it's, I'm seeing a lot of like the original farmers just kind of give up because the other thing that they're doing is if you continue without the permit, which requires, you know, a lot of these big, um, big infrastructure changes and and build outs with the mm-hmm. tanks and mm-hmm. stuff. If you c- continue and you think 
oh, you know, maybe they won't notice me. Like they sent a ton of of cease and desists, and the way they're doing it is like they don't come with a helicopter and chop plants as much mm. anymore. But they send a bill like ten thousand dollars a day is what the letter said. If you don't mm-hmm, stop, um, yeah, and. Obviously, you know, no one wants to have a bill for ten thousand dollars a day levied against their their property. So, right, it's so just chasing people away at rentals and stuff like that, of course, and scaring all the owners, and that's crazy. I mean, that's the thing is, like, they're really uh, clamping down around here, also on growers, and you know, they they're never very happy about outdoors here in Colorado, and then indoors, they're kind of cracking down on people too, and limiting and putting numbers and. It's like it is. It is one of those things where you get you know like when it, when, it, when it first sort of saw the cracks here in, in America opening up, it was kind of unbelievable. And of course, you know every, everyone's going to take the piss and go with as much as they can. And especially California, California always was like you know smoking in the shops and all sorts of things you can't do here anymore. Um, but there was a little moment in time here in Colorado where you could actually still smoke in shops. And it's like now they're still cracking down on everything when it comes to consumption and it comes to growing uh but places that are old school growing like where you guys are at do we lose them i was trying to figure out the group chat oh there we go. He's back. we're back hey, sorry. <laughs> sorry we're just still trying to figure out this group chat it's making it's driving them nuts <clears throat> Trying to figure it out while he's uh, just, like trying to figure out how to drive a bus with like a whole bunch of people in the back. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to drive this bus. And uh, oops, no problem. I get it. Uh, <laughs> um, now I totally lost the train of thought. So what was I saying? What were we, saying? we were talking about. We were just talking about how the, the, it's changing. You know, everything's changing. And, oh yeah, you got to roll with the punches now. Um, and now, and now the thing is, if you're a breeder, you kind of have a little niche, but not really in the sense of the numbers become an issue, you know what I mean? All of a sudden you can't have as many as you need to be a good breeder, you know what I mean? You have to like, here it's, That's almost, right too, here, exactly. here it's almost impossible. So we had to, you know, we had to get a license for a certain amount of square footage and then also a license for a nursery. And they, fortunately, we were able to get, it changed, but at first, you if you were going to be a nursery, which in California they consider a seed company a nursery, mm-hmm. if you were going to have a nursery, you couldn't have cultivation anywhere on you know in your license or as part of your organization. So I was just you know I talked to some of the legislature. That is you know like that's impossible. There's no way you can only breed and not be able to see what you've done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, you can't, you can't move forward. You know what I mean? You can't, like, you're going to be stuck in, you might be able to do one generation of something, but you can't like select the next generation if you can't grow enough out to make a proper selection. That's just sort of the basics of yeah. breeding. <laughs> and, then it, and, yeah. and, and it's not about, it's also literally not about, um, even bringing plants to fruition at that point. It's like a lot of times it's just being able to throw down 10,000 plants and call out right away half of them, you know what I mean? But you still got to have that many and be comfortable and not get arrested because you put down, and, you know, let them grow two feet or three feet and then said, fuck these ones and went through. And, you know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of yeah. in-between work there that just doesn't even count towards weight or, you know, 
anything else that's going to turn into money. It's just pure just R&D, you know, at that point. Right. It is. It's all about R&D. And our motto, and that, like, brings up and you will make part hash. of our process. Make some hash along the way, of course. You know, but, like, we'd never, yeah. we'd never not do that. But, but I mean, not enough to yeah. fucking break the bank or anything like that. You know, it's kind of like at the end of the day, it's more like you're calling all the time and you're moving ahead, and yeah. that's when it's fun. And Yeah. But it's and also a lot of work. That's exactly, like... That brings up like part of like our process and sort of our motto is that we pretty much, you know, toss ninety nine percent of what it is that we create. So to mm-hmm. keep that up and with all of the, you know, regulations and permitting, mm-hmm. what we do a lot of the time is, you know, we'll just provide the whole neighborhood, the whole region with a whole bunch of of seedlings in the spring and then mm-hmm you know, have an, an arrangement where we go back and double check on people and see what's do, going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do cuttings. So really like each year with each of our varieties, we try to have at least like a hundred of them to select from mm-hmm. and like a hundred of them go into flowers. So for example, like with our blueberry muffin, that's getting really popular these days here in California, Humboldt. But um, with that one, we, you know, this spring, give a good friend uh, what we call a sister farm a hundred really nice sex female seedlings uh she fills up her light up with them and then we come back like right as she starts pulling cover we take a couple cuttings from every single plant label it from the plant to the tray so it's all traced and you know we can go back and re-reference and then we'll keep those cuttings alive pot them up, keep them alive until we have had a chance to run our whole like rating system on all 100. And that's, we've got this system I can, I can share with folks. I've been trying to publish it actually, Uh, you know, a whole bunch of different variables that, you know, in, in our opinion, we've made it numeric so you can enter it into like access database and query out results. But it kind of, you know, sort of gives you the feeling of of what this individual plant is like. And so once we've rated all 100 and then kind of selected it down to a subset of usually around like 10, we'll go and and get testing on on those 10 individual plants. And and then eventually, once we have picked our, our winner, you know, from all different angles like the test results the smell the look the 28 you know different variables in our rating system it's actually 30 now but and uh, so anyways, is, is this part of is this part of your, <laughs> once we is this part of your triangulation once technique we do all that is this part of a triangulation technique what's that is this part of your triangulation technique that james was trying to tell me about exactly yeah so we we basically narrow it down and then that that's the one that we're reading with so we throw away 99 percent of of that effort of keeping those clones and mm-hmm. and then we're left with this one one out of 100 and we try to do at least 100 for each variety and we do across so that way it's not just like you're randomly mm-hmm. you know can, keeping the strain alive it's like you're actually not only keeping it alive but making sure that it's 
improving and it's staying true to its nature. And, mm-hmm. and um, we started using a lot of like the phylos result that kind of helped do that. It's easily confused with people are like, oh, you're doing genetic modification. Well, not at all. All we're doing is sort of using results from genetic research to inform us. Yeah, no, there's no modification by using phylos, that's for sure. Um, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, it's great so to that's have. What we do. They're great to have as a service when you're as a breeder just because it's like we, we, you know, in our wildest dreams, we couldn't, you know, uh, connect the dots as fast as you can with them and or see that your, like, dots are not connected. You know what I mean? Like, okay, oh, shit, I thought I was that, and now I'm not, now I know. But there's also been times where I've been actually happy because given of something and I thought it was, you know, it was given to me and, and I knew it wasn't what they labeled it, but I wanted, just wanted to know what it was in, in general and where it sat was exactly in a perfect spot for me. I was like, oh, that's actually nice because that's like, you know, real raw and just kind of all by, you know, right in a real obvious area compared to being like in a cluster with a million other things and it was kind of unique in itself. So, yeah. No, well, no, and you, you know, you look at like, any of the results that we have up on, on like the galaxy or whatever, none of them are, you know, none of them are, of course, none of them are clones, but none of them are even, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of it's unique. And, but, you know, then some of them on the other hand, do fall right, right in next to where we hoped they would. And, Mm -hmm. you know, because like, yeah, so it's, it is, it's a great tool. And I, you know, from working with, with the salmon um, research, and we, we published the paper, or I technically helped publish the paper in, in Science, which is a really prestigious journal um, on on salmon. And do, do uh, cannabis and, and from do, there, do cannabis and salmon um, share any any kind of DNA in, in any sense that you know of? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, all all life on Earth technically uh, <laughs> of course shares do. shares a lot of DNA, right? But, um, <laughs> or any any direct links and any kind of genetic the genome or any well i didn't i wasn't able to figure that out but what i was able to figure out is that you know like if we're if we're looking to to figure out how we can tell you know this important run of fish that could you know potentially repopulate a whole entire region once we pull the dams out and and figure out you know what the marker is to sort of just like what the the region of the of the DNA that controls the 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 behavior, um, it really led me to understand, like, okay, you know, in cannabis, it's I'm so interested in finding the similar markers that control, you know, all these different features and traits, and it's basically it's called um, annotating the genome and it could lead to, you know, marker assisted breeding. And I think those tools are definitely probably being utilized and and I'm utilizing it to some degree. I mean, we're doing a lot of CBT research. Um, I know we discovered recently a a really unique variety um, that we're calling Willie G's Lebanese. And it's from the Baca Valley in Lebanon. Nice. So right short, now, I think short, a lot of this... The real short one, a little bushy thing. Yeah, and it's just got, like, yeah. almost... Like, you could you could probably 
ship it around. I mean, there's like just almost no THC, but in a pretty decent amount of, of CBD. So nice. Nice. it's cool, and it's got a really rare turpin profile too. Um, but yeah, so you know, Phyllis was looking really deeply into that, and and a lot of other like cool land-based things. And mm-hmm. you know, I think it's important to put the medicine first, obviously, but you know, and in the back of my mind too, I'm like, uh, let's also, you know, look for that marker that controls that, you know, incredible purpose that, you know, I really want to have as, as much as possible. Of. And, you know, mm. not once again, not try to like, you know, like splice or genetically modify it. But if you can use PCR to kind of like, you know, search, a a few trays of, of a few hundred or a few thousand or whatever and quickly be able to be like, okay, this one, you know, has that trait and that's kind of a, a nice, I should shut up because I'm now like giving away. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, again, tell me all your secrets. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it, it's uh, pretty much like breeding in general is, is one of those things where, uh, it's always been a lot of uh, people hiding in the shadows and doing their thing and then like, you know, not, not want to get in trouble. But now all of a sudden they want their, you know, there's other people who are just like jumping out there like, woo, you know, this is easy. And they don't understand like the, the kind of basics of trying to hold down a line, which is actually the hardest, harder than just taking somebody else's work and putting it together with somebody else's work and being like, woo, I'm a breeder. You know, that's kind of like what a lot of the, uh, the stuff that's really hype right now. But it's not you're never going to get what you think you're going to get and might get something good might might get something better you know who knows or there is there is definitely the good part about it is cannabis does kind of uh per you know persevere in the sense that there'll always be like a winner here and there you know without even people trying you know that's for sure of course (laughs) but uh but for the consistency you know it's kind of nice to have people that just and like humble's one of those places that you know they they've had a history, so I mean I, lo- I love the fact that you you already recognize that you know that's kind of what they got to work on in a sense. Like in the long run, it's yeah. going to be people driving up to Humboldt and checking it out and being like, "Whoa, this is where it really started." You know, I mean it's kind of yeah. like Amsterdam of of, of NorCal in that sense because that's where you think of right. Well, you know, and like like I said, like I I was gave away the crosses that I made, and I still like. If somebody wants to do some research and try to find some cool phenotypes out of some brand new hybrid that I just made, I will literally just like give them. And I don't know how many people are listening to this show. I might have like a bunch of people pulling out my driveway tomorrow. But I, those are the things that I give away. And so it is, you know, when I see, you know, a lot of new breeders like. I love it. I'm really stoked. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, you know, just so the world knows, like, these aren't really, these really, like, breeding yet. They're just allowing something to pollinate something else. Like, breeding is when you you make that first cross and then you you work with it for years, usually. I mean, you know, unless you're flipping things really, really quick. I mean, it it took me years and years before I ever felt like, you know, I was making something that was worth 
uh, charging for. And, and so pretty much everything that we put out there. Well, yeah, if um, people come back to you and like, tell you that, that what they've had was great. And I've seen it with other friends of mine, too, who didn't want, yeah, like, kind of did it blind. Like, one kid with the Ruderalis uh, was, like, the younger brother of a girlfriend of mine and like he never grew in his life he was like 15 years old and he made some seeds that i gave to some people i was like hey these are like a ruderalis cross that this like 15 year old kid made and like lived out in the middle of nowhere in holland and i had people come back to me next year and go oh my god dude they were amazing you know and i'm like okay it's like hitting me <laughs> there's a 15 year old kid wow. who just made a great cross that somehow worked great for these dudes who came back because i just gave them away because i didn't really want to work with any ruderalis personally but uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, yeah. there's just, you know, it's hit and miss. Like, but if that kid got all cocky and thought he knew what he was doing, he might come out with a big, crappy, hermy, you know, like, unbelievably unstable uh, batch of seeds, which you see also, you know, pop up just as often. So, yeah, it's a lot. Exactly. Of and it is. It's, it's like the, you're rolling the dice a little bit. And if, I think, you know, if people are aware that what they're getting from the company <clears throat> is something that's like a total roll of the dice then like more power to that person in that company i really support that and so like i'm not at all trying to like trash talk but i just think education is important because you know um we you know for example like just wait and wait and wait until it's somewhat stable and stable is a little bit like subjective of a term obviously but you shouldn't have you know, if you say something is something, um, then it shouldn't come out with, like, 20 different... I mean, unless that's what you want. So, But I've always heard, like, from Humboldt, people were always like, you know, we love seeds. We, we love seeds because they're clean. They don't come with diseases, bugs, and we love them because they get... They're vigorous, they're freaking healthy, they grow big, they're a lot easier in a lot of respects to work with, we can plant earlier, all this great stuff, but they're like, the one issue is that we can't, we are, we can't have a product that is like 50 different things because we planted 50 plants that were sort of supposed to be the same, so that's really like a big focus of ours is, you know, trying to create something that you can sort of walk down a row and from one plant to the next, toss it into the same thing. And, you know, it's, and I, I think we're, we're there pretty much like we're getting close. I wouldn't say that every single variety that, you know, looked at whether it's, you know, F or how uh-huh. much we've been working with it. And yeah. And you're, and you're in the, and you're in the kind of stable climate where the, temperatures and swing isn't super duper high i mean compared to some other places where you're you know it's like really hit and miss i mean you kind of a pretty good track record i'm sure where you're at just considering the the, the length of time that people grew in the same spot without you know obviously moving as much as you normally do when you're in some place that's completely gorilla growing and you have to be like under this year over here and that year over there and you know that that's when you yeah. kind of again you might have a good year or a bad year compared to normal, but uh, right. without natural disaster, it should be good like, up there. Like, that definitely pretty much every type that we have has some old gorilla. It was it was out in the in the hills of Humboldt at some point, <laughs> but it's been a little while since you know I've 
than doing any of that. So, but it's got those roots too, which I also, I think is important, you know, like when, for example, with Jamaica thing, it was like, you know, this, this is, and it may just be like, you know, I may sound like sort of a metaphysical like Yahoo right now, but like, there's something to having a, a real story and like, you know, have it really be from some place. And, you know, I think people are going to appreciate the fact that, you know, this, this history that's, you know, obviously it's like, it's good that nobody has to hike through the, the hills anymore and, and hide in the bushes. Um, but, you know, that's part of the magic that, that's bred into this culture and this community here in Humboldt County. And, and I think like honoring that and thinking about that can, can impart like some, some cool effects into the canvas. As, as trippy hippy as that might sound, I kind of, I want to honor it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I think that you're, that you're in, you're in that perfect kind of, uh, climate there both politically and uh you know uh, obviously in reality just as far as temperature goes and things like that and humidity but also just yeah politically wow. and and with people's vibes and stuff i mean humboldt always uh even since i was a child was pretty much like oh that sound that's weed you know that's that's where you go to weed spots you know and it, uh so i think and also being accepted in the community there is huge because that's one of those things uh you know there's tons of people who ran there in the last few years trying to snatch up spots and max out everything they can. And, you know, that's kind of like, you know, obviously everybody else had, you know, lived there for years. And, you know, some people feel it's kind of a little of that surfer vibe almost where it's like, you know, my beach, my hill. And I know people who moved there. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen kind of all sides of it all with the happy side and the scary side and, you know, it's a yeah. pretty, it's a pretty wild, it's, well, a pretty, it's a pretty wild place to be in, in any way, and survive at. I think so. You kind of learn, learn the a little room. bit. Yeah, compared to the yeah, Irish, the, the first people, the first people here were you know the the Weot and the Talua and the Karuk and the Yurok and um, so you know we're all visitors and, and newcomers in some respect, but. You know, I definitely think that, that if you come and you don't have respect for the people that have been somewhere, whether, you know, they've been there for, since time immemorial or whether they've been there for a few generations or, or whatever. And, and yeah, so it, it did. We had this huge influx of people that really, you know, a lot of them were really cool people because cannabis attracts really cool people. And But then there, you know, definitely there's some folks that, seemed like this, you know, money was the goal and, and not necessarily, you know, here for, for what really humble is and what it has to offer. It's a beautiful place and, you know, grows great cannabis. And I mean, all over, you can grow great cannabis all over the world, but, but there's knowledge here and, and some, some really cool things that have happened over the years. And that history is rich and, um, yeah, so I totally agree with you. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's like uh, it's going to be quicker than a lot of other industries where 
we don't have like a, uh, as long as a time, as long as like a lot of, you know, wine and people have been sitting on, you know, vineyards for hundred years and their family or whatever like that. That won't even happen with cannabis hardly because of the fact that most people will get gobbled up at some point, you know, real quick. Cause it's going to, the, the, the people are going to be chasing the, the price will be dropping, and then the reality will, you know, it's, it'll be it'll be the closeout more faster than anybody can imagine. I think compared to other industries, you know, so there'll be very very few winners. I think, and a few, and a lot of people just bailing out, like you kind of see. I think already, um, and being scared of the tsunami of corporation sort of minded people who come in and just buy up like eight farms and. You know, consolidate everything, and it's, it's going to be. It's kind of. It, it is definitely an interesting time period as far as uh, the uh, the uh, direction that is going as far as California because being legal now. So it's going to be, I think, turbo speed. Personally, what what I see, I'm sure you'll you'll feel it quicker than anybody, right? Yeah, I mean, we're at the epicenter of probably like. I think what's going to be the most like damage um, to, to, to individuals, um, you know, who have, you know, for better or for worse, they've, they've had this as part of their economy. They've been making medicine. They've been like doing it like in a holistic way. It's going to be hard to see them, you know, have to make a transition. Just like, you know, here's the statistic, like the school of Garberville, the little public school there has a school lunch program where, you know, if you have your family has an income that's, you know, below a certain point or whatever it is, um, you can get free, free lunches. And I think, you know, that's across the state of California. And I, I may not have this exactly right, but I believe four or five years ago, um, there was like, 15% or something like that of the kids were signed up on the school lunch program. And as of last year, it was 80%. <laughs> and so, and like literally, you know, Garberville has, it's sort of the, the epicenter, uh, um, Southern humble rural community. And, and, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. That's part of life, I guess. And that's, but it's it's tough because you know these these are people that are not just you know haven't been raking it in from from cannabis, but have been you know having some input from cannabis. They've been making medicine and getting it to you know patients through Dennis Perone's brilliant you know Proposition Two Fifteen that passed in nineteen ninety six. Now that was like the first time I ever voted in my life. I voted for that. And, right. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're fire and rescue volunteers. They're, you know, they're like the fire and rescue chief. They're the, uh, you know, run the, the PTA. They do, you know, the, the quilting club and they, it, it's this like demographic and diverse um, group of, of, for the most part, like, awesome, awesome people that support charity and support environmentalism. And, and that's the culture that is humble. Um, and that's changing a little bit, or at least it's just not as well 
you know, like uh, there's people are having economic issues. Just know that. Well, we'd have to get rid of him. Okay, no, we'll do it after. It's fine. Tell him no. Sorry, I'm trying to. We're trying to work on. A, we're working on the on the reality that we only have one one guy. One if you guy. guys want to give me like what? like two seconds to figure it out, if someone's call me, I could probably figure it out. It's just what happens is it puts the first guy on hold, uh-huh. and then the second guy. Yeah, and then I have to figure out what to do after that. But then your brain stops. <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, they they updated the help here, and I got it right here. But the yeah. thing is. You guys are talking, and I'm trying to do it yeah. in the background here. Uh-huh. So I know it's like Blade Runner. It's like yeah. in the, no, it's more like the um, Millennium Falcon right now. You're like, yeah, okay, we can make this work. Right, you can do this. All right, I'll tell him. You can, or here, I can try and figure out. Says tech guy sucks. Ha ha. Yes, Mister Normal. So I have my friend trying to call in. Let's try and figure this out. I'll do it on mine here. He's gonna he's gonna figure it out by the time this. I told you by the time the end of the show's over, he'll be like, "Yeah, I got it all figured out." Um, what's that? I heard something. I heard an echo. <laughs> Sorry, Nat. Do I hear some? I hear an echo. Is I hear somebody talking? Is that hopefully not me? No, mine's are off. Mine's off. Um, okay, I think we're back to Nat. Nat, yeah, yeah, it's still here. Okay. So, so yeah, I can't figure this out. They changed Skype all around. It uh, used to just be a button that you just hit and it goes, and now it doesn't do it no more. So. Oh my God, Mr. Normal, we can't figure it out. We're retarded. <laughs> like, yeah. So I feel uh, like one of the one of those humble uh, humble original growers trying to figure out how to fill out a, <laughs> a cannabis growing permit application. <laughs> I know. Like, how much do you make much. per year? Like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I freeze on anything I have to fill out, no matter what it is. I, I feel like I, I don't want to fill that out. I mean, it doesn't matter. And my, and my wife's, uh, it's funny because she's from Sweden, so she's real, uh, she hates it when, she's always hated it when it says male or female. You know, she's like, why do they ask? Why? I don't understand. You know, and I'd be like, it's America, baby. They want to know everything. You know what I mean? And it's like male, female for everything. You know what I mean? Like, and she'll freak out about it and be like, oh. and then now it's, of course, starting to happen where it'll be like, I don't want to answer or other, you know, and it's like, so they're, oh, okay, they're adjusting quickly, you know what I mean, this is, she's only been here for seven years or something like that, yeah. so in that, in that time period since she got here till now, she's seen it creep over where it's like they have to, you know, recognize <laughs> other genders, you know, and that, that's actually what she went to college for, so it's kind of funny, it is funny, so um, speaking of genders, do you go to feminized or non-feminized, or what's the deal? We do. We, um, you know, it's not really like our our biggest thing. I like people to be able to work with um, our strains, and you know, there's technology out there that's um, I know that's coming soon that really is going to allow like some some ease in in identifying the sex of plants, and so you know, we just kind of over the years um we use it as a tool as opposed to um you know as opposed to use it it for production of of uh, our seeds and i just like regulars i i feel like they are a little bit more vigorous sometimes and 
Yeah, I mean, I'll have I'll, I'll get Colin on the show in a couple of weeks, hopefully, and he can you can listen to him talk because he's one hundred percent on the opposite side. He'll he'll argue till the end, and he'll give us nine reasons why. But I'm on your team as far as the reality of, of like you know being a breeder and holding on to genetics and knowing what I got. I mean, I'm I, okay as a commercial grower. Yeah, and that's what he is. He's more of a commercial grower, so he's really like thinking like numbers and cranking out things and. You know, the average Joe Schmo might want feminized seeds, and but in a way, in, in, I think if your your ethics are kind of you know they sound very similar to the way I am too. Or like you know, I could have you know I could oh, I, I my my partner in my own company he's all about it because he lives in Europe, you know, and I moved back to America, and I was like, when I move back, I'm not doing any feminized, even though like my company still feminizes everything I make. I give it to him. He brings it, you know, they, they, they feminize it and sell the hell out of it. You know what I mean? But it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I'm not, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not interested in, I'm not, but funny enough, all the work that I've ever seen in cups and things and always seems to be normal. You know what I mean? So it's always like, I feel like all breeders that are kind of in it for the long run are working off of having good males yeah. and, you know, and keep, keep Sometimes, like, I can't, like, some of my strains, I can't even feminize. Like, I, I just can't get them to hermaphrodite. Like, our blueberry muffin is what like, oh. we've been trying, and we can't get it to do it. And so, I don't know. I mean, that's, in my mind, that's kind of a, a good thing. And we could always just cross it, but... um you know, if you want to have that sort of purist uh, and really have it be 100%, you know, this creation that you've spent a long time stabilizing, and then, you know, maybe maybe it's okay. Maybe you don't have to, you know, have it be feminized always for people. So we got Jessica... Wandering the zone, so maybe go let her in. Let her in. Find her. Sorry, I got an in-studio in guest because we're we're always moving around. We're in the same building, but we're in like different rooms sometimes. Um, so, you you ever uh, do you guys are you said you're like carbon footprint zero on your as much as possible. Obviously, is you know like uh, are you, so you're reusing your own soil and you have your own mix and things like that and you have how long you keep it for and yeah we do um so you know of course we got like two pads we have our breeding area where we we have like usually 25 or 30 different um individual breeding it's gonna chambers it's gonna here get, it's gonna get loud here in a second it's gonna get loud here in a second because i get in studio and I got Mr. Normal calling me up. So it's, it's gonna she's I'm just down. And dogs. We got dogs. There you go. We got dogs. We got we got it all. Um, no, that's my empty sparkling. Yeah, so we'll There's two more in the fridge. Headphones are there for you, darling. I got Mike Normal trying to call me over here. Oh, okay. We got disaster, disaster in the studio. Dogs knocking things over. I knew it was gonna happen. I saw, I saw it coming. Dog disaster. Dog disaster. Mike, Mike Normal on the phone. Look, it looks like we're It's like there you go. 
See if you can do, put it on speaker and put it on and put it on the mic and see what you can do. Be like, we'll get them. We'll get them just some old school. Make sure it's turned up. They probably turned it down since it's. Uh, Mr. Normal, can we hear you? I can hear you good. Oh, Mike, yeah. okay. No, nothing. I can hear it in the microphone. Please. I didn't hear him. I heard Art. That's Art. There's somebody there, but it's not. That's the, that's the voice of God right there. You don't hear. You hear him clear, white, <laughs> loud and clear. All right, there. No. Uh, you just hold. You hold it in a different spot. I think it's in a different spot. You gotta hold it down. No, top part where your ear is. There you go. Up there. Oh, you're not on speaker. Oh man, what's going on? Go for it. Oh yeah, we we, are, we can't get a. No, glargle glargle. Oh, there he is. See, I hear him now. What's up, Mister Mister Normal? No, Mister Normal, go for it. Give us, a, give us. A, he can hear. Oh, he can't hear us. Maybe he's yeah, not. He probably can't hear. And us. I got another guy calling me on my phone, and she's in the thing. Yeah, I can't tell him. Sorry, Mister. Yes. So not working. Yeah, we just have to switch out guests if we're gonna. Yep. Sorry. Just today until. Tell I'm, I'm on. I'm on Twitter with Skype. It's okay. We still right have. Now, we so. still have about. We still have about uh, an hour or so. We're good. We have plenty of time. Plenty of time. So right after. So we'll have. We'll, we'll have. Uh, we'll have Nat hang out for another ten, fifteen minutes. And he's been on. He's been. We'll, we'll let him off now. <laughs> Even though we can talk for hours. That's the thing is, most guests that come on, it's like we barely scratch the surface of what they're, you know, doing and or. Uh, interested in because it's always like like with you it's it's not just you know cannabis it's like the fact that you're actually doing stuff locally to save wildlife and save you know particular uh, genetic traits of local wildlife and recognizing all that kind of stuff makes it all uh, pretty clear as a breeder that you got like an idea of what you want when you know how to get there and, and that's awesome and then also uh how do you how do you, how are you, you just got involved with James right like today is literally your first drop with uh, seeds here now you have a bunch of other distribution uh, sort of spots that, you go, that you're at like you're at Emerald Cup and your personal like straight up like I mean just like more like you and your crew more than the uh, other big distribution we um, pretty much just go the, um, so yeah seeds here now is awesome and. Like super honored to be a part of that team without a doubt. But prior to that, just been pretty much the California dispensary world. Um, and you know, we started out like at the little humble patient resource center in Arcata, and we you know had our seeds there, and it just kept growing and growing every year, which was sort of like my litmus for whether or not I was actually providing a, a service. That, you know, a, a good thing because I don't, <laughs> I don't want to just you know have get money or anything. I just want to be able to to know that you know people like it. So yeah, no, the I fact know, that a great, kept, great a great crowd there too because they're all very well educated. You're not like dealing with a bunch of yeah. people who are like it's it's green. You're like yeah, no, it's freaking well, you know proper uh, weed. And uh, I feel yeah, sort of so you know it's the like fact that it did well there year after year. Yeah, and and it, we kept growing from there, um, 
every year. So then it was just like kind of a no-brainer. You know, we sort of reached out across the state and um, now, you know, having, you know, this partnership with Seeds Here Now is, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're just, you know, basically every year we devote our whole entire season and we have all these chambers all over the farm that are devoted to breeding, um, usually, you know, 25 to 30 different ones at any given year. And they all get, you know, their own male. And then we're either focusing on stabilizing or doing, you know, an outcross sort of like a research breeding. And, um, that's, um, you know, most of, of our seed is actually produced in that environment that it's, kind of in, intended for um but they stuff does really well indoors does well in in light depth or mixed light and you know we just we got one of our partners won sixth place at the emerald cup with one of our our creations the blueberry muffin this year and that sparked um, and that sparked but, you know, uh, that sparked uh, James's attention there. He's like, "Ooh, blueberry muffin." I can see him. He likes anything that's you know like. A Her mic's not on. Mike. Stop. Mike, not on. No. Not on my hear. I don't hear it. Hey. I think your headphones <laughs> are the problem. I could hear that other guy in my headphones. Yeah, I don't. No, I'm just saying I don't hear her mic. I hear me, and I hear him. Oh, I turned it down when I'm Oh, down. my God. That was smart. Yeah, because he knew. He knew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, he knew. Super smart to try and uh, turn my ass down. I would. No, I would not. <laughs> I would not turn you down. Um, so anyway, uh, we have a, an in-house guest now. and uh, Excellent. That doesn't diminish Nat, your contribution, young Nat man. That is from uh, Humboldt Seeds. So. Hi, Nat. So you know he's in Humble, obviously. Hi. He keeps, well, it, he keeps it real simple. Humble seeds. He can, he's in Jersey, actually. No, that would be terrible. <laughs> that would be what they call yeah. marketing, which exactly. has taken over You're the like, cannabis wait, wait industry. You said Humble seeds. Yeah, I'm on Humble Street. <coughs> yo, yo, yo. No. no he's, really, he's, he's there in Humble. And uh, so we've been discussing. He's also been working a lot with uh, genomics and figuring out traits and doing all those fun things we'd love to do. But at the same time, uh, using the locals as his uh, guinea pigs, which is, I was saying, is a great, well, great crowd. <laughs> why not be friends with the people you live amongst? And uh, and uh, putting out some incredible stuff. So now available super seeds here now. And did you? And besides the Emerald, because Emerald Cup is like fucking, it's huge. You know, it's it's amazing. Were you there for the for the sense for the last you know have you been gone since the beginning or you've been just kind of last few years because I only went the last say three years and then I was but every year has been like wow this is a, an amazing festival. Well, I like I said I, I went so I've been you know breeding cannabis and growing cannabis here in Humboldt County since the late nineties and um, I, I sort of have kind of been you know. I, for a little while, I kind of had to keep a low profile just because of my involvement with this great big um, you know, environmental effort that we finally actually signed a deal. And mm-hmm. so that's pretty much done. My daughter also turned 18. And so a few of these things have kind of made me feel like, okay, you know, now is the time to really, you know, go on a radio show or do something like that. And and so I've been doing that for the last mm-hmm. year and a half or two years or so, and 
Um, yeah, the Emerald Cup has definitely. Yeah, I, I haven't made every year to the Emerald Cup, but this year we were there in, you know, a big way. But this is our, you know, first. We're sort of like we've been Humboldt Seed Company, but in a way we're kind of like debuting ourselves because we finally have felt like we're comfortable with just being out there. And I mean, as I'm sure you're aware, like we've gone through some some serious stuff here in Humboldt and, you know, traumatic experiences. And, you know, like I saw all the commentary about the, the company that, that t- used a helicopter to drop samples of, yeah, yeah. of their cannabis. And, <laughs> and, you know, people were like, well, that kind of triggered some interesting, um, you know, and then I've been there, I've been, you know, out there kind of hiding from that, that very, you know, similar chopper. <laughs> and so yeah. it's, it's just kind of wild. Luckily, luckily it was a real crappy looking chopper. We were like, ah, it, it wasn't a, a black chopper. It wasn't like a really, really, yeah, it wasn't like a nice military grade or something like, oh shit, here it comes. You know? No, it was a, it was a pretty cheesy looking one. It was like one of those bubble deals, old school bubble looking fun. It, it took me a l- yeah. long time to get used to living where I live because the choppers use the highway there as a uh, guideline so they don't get lost in storms. Right. Fucking hate. Constantly going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I get nowadays it's, it's worse because they use drones. They love amazing. drones because they're, they're quiet. You know what I mean? They just fly a drone or two around. It's like it's a lot. It's, like uh, it's a lot cheaper and uh, I won't quieter. Say what that's like. <sighs> but you know that whole the whole thing has been amazing. It's been an amazing journey, and I know I've mentioned Dennis Perone a bunch of times, but. He's really been coming up for me a lot lately because, you know, with the new um, Proposition 64, um, that, you know, as great as it is to see, you know, recreational cannabis out there and as great as it is to know that, you know, hopefully a bunch of bad judgments against people that were just, you know, growing a plant are hopefully being reversed and people being released. And um, really what... The, the essence of that 215, the medical marijuana um, act that happened in 1996 was so beautifully crafted by Dennis and by Ken Miller. There's all the people that really, I have to honor them and just say thank you for, for doing that because it created this sort of a, a revolution that, that brought us to where we are now and to where this Emerald Cup, you know, not only were we all not really scared of the helicopter, although it may have triggered some some interesting memories, but you know, it's it's on the the internet. You can you know they weren't using the helicopter to find it because it's advertised up and down Highway 101, and just having the capability of being that open is mm-hmm. it's so nice for somebody like me and, and people that are even more rootsy and, and have more, you know, woods experience, those pioneers here. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a new thing. And I still know a lot of people that aren't comfortable, um, in those kinds of, uh, pub- public, you know, and being so open about it. But, you know, I've been a warrior all my life for, well, for my adult life for, for the environment and for community and for social justice and to be able to be a public um, advocate for 
cannabis and for all the the magic that it contains and that things that it can do for humanity and and healing um is is really great and so i'm I'm happy to be here on the radio and i'm finally feeling a lot more comfortable and so yeah you know, uh, we've been here it's uh it's one of those things where it's like uh well like everywhere we go it depends on what phase they're in you know what i mean like uh colorado's kind of gone into its own new phase, which we're going to talk about in a minute with our with our guest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in general, like California, because it's so much more, especially when, where you guys are, it's um, you know there there is a, such a history of people producing beautiful cannabis and lots of it, and at the same time, you know everyone kind of knows everyone, and it's it's a it's a good system already, kind of self regulated, but now it's going to get regulated by the state, which is going to turn into a big fucking, you know. If, if I had like a few sentences of advice for Cali at this point of where they are right now, which is basically like the point where you need to go buy some lube because you might get fucked. Um, is it, I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but I've been through, I, I, I mean, I, I spent years and years in the underground and was well known and had a good reputation and all of that. And then decided I would try to pursue Colorado state licensure, was the, one of the very first people to have state licensure here, was on the rulemaking board. I mean, I did everything. I went to every freaking meeting, and I'm not happy with the way things ended up, even though I did everything in my god-awful power to try and make it better, but it you know, was just the, 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 the sheer force of lobbyist dollars was more than activism could withstand, and that's really my thing that I would make sure that people in California know because that's what what we've had here is what you're going to face. Everything that I'm going to talk about, you're going to eventually deal with. So, you know, these these are my words of wisdom to California. If you have a good thing going now and you have a good relationship with other people that you're in business with, make it your number one priority to keep those good business partners in business because my, my number one reason that I sold my cannabis licenses in the state of Colorado was because... All the good-hearted mom and pops that gave a shit about patients that I came up with and started with got pushed out by big money, and after four years of having a state license, I got to the point where I actively realized that I was wishing ill will to my suit-and-tie jackass clients of my business, and I didn't want to be in the business anymore, not because I didn't care about or want cannabis to be awesome, but because I couldn't... It was bad for me and bad for my heart to be in a business where I wished my clients ill will. And so, like, that's just something, my warning to California, like, don't let it be awfully, like, don't let it not be fun. Don't let them take all the fun out of weed, because that's what's happened in Colorado, and that's what breaks my fucking heart. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, it's yeah, well, I think that that's, they haven't even started in California, and California's like the kings of regulation, and they're going to go nuts, you know, and they're like... I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying, little guys, hmm. unite work together, get your head together, get your ass together, put your ego on check, and make sure that you keep your weed free. It's, it's going to be a huge big deal, and I'm not joking around. You, you've heard me. I, no, you I'm never joking around. Why don't you joke around? I, when I joke around, I'm funny as fuck, but most right. of the time I have the very limited, like, 45 minutes to tell people How some serious motherfucking shit's coming down. I know. You're always, you're I'm smoking weed so yeah. I can tolerate the t- shit that I know, not so that I'm fucking having a good time. Oh my god, you're like a junkie now. I know it's just, horrible because to... I know too much. <laughs> that's, I, I, my brain is on fire. That's great advice. I mean, I, I, I totally agree. And in humble, you know, like it's turning into a commodity, and 
we can't compete in a commodity market when, you know, this beautiful flower is just, you know, a commodity like corn and, you know, sugarcane or whatever. It, that's, that's not what I got into this industry for. So, you know, I think that you're absolutely right. And this, one of the examples of what we're putting together right now is this, this big phenotype hunt that is super collaborative. And so, you know, taking all these little farms and trying to bring folks together. I mean, it's already happening, but for this project that, you know, essentially using, you know, rating systems and, and hunting for some really unique cultivars, because if anything, you know, places like Humboldt, um, you know, we were creative and, and, you know, that's, so that's just like one of the types of things that I'm pushing right now and a project that we have going that, um, you know, hopefully innovative that, that we can, you know, maybe keep our, our head afloat. But I, I completely agree. It's coming down the pike, whether we like it or not. We live in capitalist America. And, well, just, um, you know, going back to what you said about Dennis and he's somebody who I have, you know, the utmost respect for. And, you know, going, I can remember, you know, over a decade ago in my thirties, going to San Francisco on a trip and having the opportunity to go visit the Brownie Mary historic house and being like, holy awesome, you know, because I make edibles. So for me, that was a really kind of a spiritual journey, you know, and, um, getting to know Dennis a little bit over the years since then and become, you know, more of a friend. And, at the same time, one of the strongest things you can do right now is take those small producers, those people who care, the people who care about patients and the actual patients who are in your community, and build a network that's going to be ready to fight the legislative things that are going to come down. Because that's the, the number one, basically the thing we have had a problem with in Colorado and why we've kind of gotten shafted is that the patients who were sickest weren't physically able to come to the Capitol. And there was no one going to the cap. very few people, I, me, Kathleen, you know, a handful of people that have gone in the state of Colorado to represent the patient community for people who live in the rural parts of the state and can't go to the capital. So having people who live in Sacramento who will show up and represent, who are networked with people in your community is going to be super key for you guys to stay informed and to have people who not, you know, not just send emails and make phone calls, but show up. Because that, you guys, I mean, that's a lot of gas mileage for somebody who's on a fixed income as a patient. Yeah, and you know us. You know, I say youngsters. I'm four years old, but um, we need <laughs> to go and actively pick those folks up, and you know, load the wheelchairs into the back of the trucks and drive them to the events and drive them to the to the capital and to the you know the local supervisor meeting or whatever it is. And you know, like we that's something that. You know, I, that's been part of my life for a long time because with with doing the activism in, in the environmental community and especially with the indigenous community here, you know, that's what we do. We pick up our elders and we take them uh, and give them the voice because that's the voice that needs to be heard. Because the legislature, you know, it's <laughs> they, you know, maybe a hot shot, maybe a hot shot state senator, but. He's sure as hell going to listen to that great great grandfather in the wheelchair. This, you know, been through it all, and and so yeah, totally agree and support that. And I think you have a good network. I mean, California has 
a lot of strengths that Colorado didn't because we are a young population state. We don't look sympathetic in the way that, like you're saying, you know, having elders, having community members. You know, we, we do have a lot of veterans here, and we were able to bring in a lot of those people um, because a lot of them were able to schedule their work around the, the, the legislature. But it really, you know, there's a lot of, like, last-minute surprises and gotchas and just... Being prepared. They love that. They love that out here. Or to grind you down. They like to grind them down. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock. Let's all uh, start the thing on the thing with the thing. And you're like, oh, come on. Right well, like last year, like that, me and Nick Lavulo were the only two people there at like, yeah. what, a one in the morning testifying against 1221. Right. And, you know, well, as we have seen the legacy of that, that there have been a handful of busts in the last 10 days. Right. Welcome to legalization. Right? Yeah, so yeah, it's, it is. It is one of the. It's not legalization. It's. I mean, the thing about it, you know, <laughs> cannabis, and, and the crazy part about it is, that, is like, you know, there's still people who are believing it, and it's like, you know, it's like, wow, I thought we were out of this already. I thought we had already dug our way out, and everybody kind of understood that it wasn't, you know, nearly as uh, damaging as alcohol. Which is on every block, and you know, nope. It's like, but but you go, but like where you are is that is part of the other part that I love about it is that there is some you know twenty thirty year people vets there. There's multi generation families of hippies that yeah. have been raised to get their act together, and that's going to help. Well, yeah, and actually have you know got been grown in the family, and on top of that have a you know uh, a vested uh, interest. Well, survival le- and, and learn <laughs> and you know and and that's part of the deal. I think it's just like survival of the fittest, right? In this situation, and to be on any of the hot spots and be able to make it this long, they kind of do benefit. Hopefully, and then now it's just about keeping the land rolling and keeping the weed worth something because it's dropping like a rock. That's for sure. <laughs> and you guys feel it the worst, I think. There, Matt. Oh, I, I missed the last question. Oh, I just, um, I just said, I just said, like you know, as far as the the price is dropping right now, and the fact that you guys feel feel that probably more than anybody, just because the the product there has always been, you know, worth worth more anyway, regardless. And now all of a sudden you got to kind of compete with everybody because everybody thinks that you know you can do it. And it's the it's the perfect it's like the perfect storm right now because. You know, for those that are attempting to, you know, come into like this, you know, compliance, quote unquote, um, you know, that is unbelievably costly. And then, you know, you've got this crazy drop in price. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are at their wits end and, you know, we're already feeling the crunch from all of the legislation that has happened and uh yeah we have to band together that's like so been my mantra for the last year and a half is you know in in humble like if you think that you're you know have to worry about you know that far down the road then you need to to sort of open your eyes a little bit and we we gotta you know become even even more tightly knit and the farm down the road is your, you know, that's you got to advocate for them and vice versa because yeah, there's there's a lot more that uh, you know we have to be concerned with. I think that's coming. Um, so you know, I it's have tough. A question for and that. go ahead. 
Yeah. So I don't know, maybe this was already asked before I got here and I missed it while I was driving in the car, but uh, what is your opinion about the fact that they said that there would be a one-acre cap on farm size and now they've just waived that for yeah, California? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a loophole that, you know, they, they said, oh, well, it's not legal for us to, to legislate that. And, and that's <laughs> like a bunch of BS because, you know, they obviously they can, they can regulate and legislate whatever they want. But, you know, the voters' will was that we give these existing um, operations an opportunity to, you know, establish themselves in this new paradigm. And that was supposed to happen for at least five years. So at least until 2003, or wait, 2023, we were supposed to have this buffer. And now, you know, that's gone. Um, And there's certain regions of the state where the local jurisdiction has really opened it up. And you know, as much as I support cannabis, you being able to grow it, you know, as much and, and however you want, um, it's not that way. And it's it's not exactly a free market economy. And so, really, it's sort of stacked against the small, old school um, Humboldt type, Humboldt Hills farmer, or anywhere, you know, Nevada City, anywhere. The mom and Anywhere pop model, state, would you uh, say, is being eliminated in favor of big agra farm? Yeah, and you know, I, it's it's a microcosm for the United States um, because you know how many how many mom and pop gas stations are there anymore? How many little you know neighborhood toy stores? You know, everybody. Mm-hmm. As long as there's one big the giant thing around the, in some zone within a 50 miles, it's go, they're all gone. Yeah. We don't even have yeah, they're gone. Within 50. I mean, rural places are losing anything mm-hmm. because you've got to now drive 100 miles to go to a Walmart to get toys or what, the, you know, whatever, underwear, things. Or you could, you know. And that's really For where really I live, you, can, you can drive 20 miles to use the Internet at the library, but you can't get it out where I live in the hills. So, you know, it's like, yeah. you're, you're going to drive. When I come to the city to do something like this, you know, it's like an hour, a little over an hour drive, and I will do every errand that I need to do for the next 10 days while I'm in the city because everything's cheaper, and it doesn't matter. that they don't. They're, they're, it's either the, cho- the, the choice of having a choice or no choice. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. Oh. And, you know, like, I, I, this is just an example. Like here where I live, there's, a ton of um, indigenous culture, which I'm really thankful for and supportive. And people would say, you know, sometimes we have like hippies that would be mixing and they would look at like the, you know, the food choices and sort of stick their nose out. Oh, that's not organic. And I would always just be shocked. I'd be like, think about it. Like if you can afford, that's a luxury that you get to afford. If you can afford to go shop at the, you know, not Walmart at the local, you know, little toy store on the corner. That's awesome. Good for you and good for you for making that choice. But most of this country, um, as rich as as the United States supposedly is, doesn't have choices. Like most of the people, it's like 
you're either gonna, you know, have a birthday present for your kid or you're not. And it, whether if that's the difference, then your ideals and morals of Walmart or or small business, you can't. It's like, and you got to eat. You know, you got to house yourself. So we're in a position. <laughs> wealth. Damn kids. Wealth is being Damn consolidated. Kids toys. No, I'm just laughing because I, I live in a. 22,000 square mile county with one grocery store that gets stocked once a week. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of get it, you know. It's it but uh, but I come to yeah. the city and there, you know, there's a Torchy Tacos across the street. Ooh, Torchy. <laughs> exactly. Show's going to kill her now cuz I keep looking at it. Oh, Stop I can it. See. Yeah, you're hungry. <laughs> so, um yeah, I mean, it's uh it's kind of like you know, you're you're in a unique position because you're going to watch things as they transfer. When they transfer, they're never going to go back. You know, what I mean, they're definitely we're kind of in the new the new world now, where it's like it's like okay, this is well, for real now. It's like it's definitely hitting. You know, it is turning into something, and it's kind of it's it's kind of sucking here and there, of <laughs> course. Well, I mean, I st- my my legislative ideal, like if I could say like what my ideal would be that I would hope people would adhere to, would be. Paint as broad a brush as you can. Let as many people pursue whatever business model idea that they want to in the same way that somebody might open a shoe store or a donut shop or a barber shop, like a small business, and make it affordable. Paint a broad brush because the reality is out of 10 small businesses that would start on January 1st of 2018... On the January 1st of 2019, only one of them is likely to still be in business. The reality is a lot of people fail at having a small business. So paint with as broad a brush and give as many people as possibly want to give it a shot the chance to fail. And then whoever's standing at the end, those are the people who know what the fuck they're doing. But don't just paint this brush that millionaires can play, mom and pops are fucked, you know? But I mean, like that... I know. I, I have a. Say whatever you want. I'm bad. It's the it's the interweb. No you, one. No one listens. And and people people would <laughs> no, be people cares. would lose their their no heart their, their their love affair with me if I wasn't a foul mouthed trucker with a heart of gold. So you know exactly. what what are we going to do? Expect nothing less. Um, but oh, I'm loving it already. And you know, like I, you've been hearing this sort of all is lost for the last ten minutes. And I just I have to say that. You know, if any industry, and I hate calling it industry, but if any, um, you know, group can, you know, maybe create things differently and, and has creativity and has morals and, you know, it's, it's us and this cannabis and sort of this, like, you know, we think differently, we think broadly, so let's do it. Let's not you know, allow um, our, you know, roots to be corporatized and, and let's fight as hard as we can. And I think, you know, like you were saying, having allies and, you know, even if, you know, maybe you felt competition or, or you know, you had that, that one altercation with the person in your community, it's time to get about that, you know, strange bedfellows and, and <laughs> unite. And hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we, we can set a, an example because, like, it's, it is um, it's nerve-wracking. And it's very, just as a microcosm, the whole, you know, what's happening with consolidation of wealth. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, you know, I think uh, I think you guys are doing a great job. It sounds like, and I'm glad you're joined up with James. And you're you're on the team, basically. What's that static coming? Is that on me or is that you? Is that I can hear it. That's you. And no, I don't like it. It's on the other end. Oh, oh. it's Nat, bro. You sound <laughs> <laughs> Nat, man. You're messing up your sound, bro. No, it's okay. <laughs> so, uh, but no, it sounds like you guys are doing awesome. What's what's a good website for you got people to find you and uh, what you guys are doing and all that? Sorry, I think stuff. the the noise. I had to charge my phone. It was at like one percent. Did it stop now? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's better now. It's better now. Okay, you, you got one percent. So that's that's. Um, yeah, you got plenty. No, now I'm back up. I'm back. I'm back up. Um, yeah. Well, I'm out. You know, I'm out in the middle of nowhere on on Wi-Fi. So. Um, my website, yeah. www.humboldtseedcompany.com. Like <laughs> so and check us out. Uh, Instagram is the Humboldt Seed Company. Okay. And then we've got YouTube and all that good stuff. Nice. And uh, you're going to be coming out to Colorado anytime soon? You got any chance to leave? You to leave at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure within the next few months, and nice. I will definitely look you up. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, for sure. If you're uh, if you're coming through, and especially if it's on Friday, we can get you on the show. That'd be great. Uh, while you're here, if not, just kind of hang out. Great. That's also nice. Yeah. So uh, we'll link up for sure. How's you guys getting snow? Because um, there's where the it seems like the drought's back. Today at my house. Where she lives, it always snows. Cool. She's up in the mountains, but it's we're been, down here. No, it's been pretty bleak. I mean, it's it's been grim, but today it's, we actually got some snow. It's been a really rough year here. A lot of a lot of uh, slopes have nothing, right? I mean, pretty much. No, I mean, it, they're hurting. I I live eleven miles from an abandoned ski resort, and I can ski in the backcountry, but it's been like I didn't really want to die. <laughs> wow. There's the, just, the I mean, there's just like, rocks, so. yeah, things are just exposed, and then there's things that are not quite yeah. exposed that are even worse. Right. So I yep. wait till, you know, I like there to be like a good base, and there's been, every time it's even snowed, even if it's snowed like a foot, it's just melted so quick, there hasn't really been a good base, and so mm-hmm. there's icy spots, and then there's bare spots, and both of those are fraught with peril. Yeah, sure. These are the only bones yep. I'm going to have. I've broken enough of them. <laughs> Sounds good. So, um, well, hey, you guys, talk soon, Matt. Thank, thank you so much, man. This this has been great, yeah, and thanks, thanks um, for sure. Real, we got we got deep into it, and um, but there's hope, I think. Um, so, yeah, message to folks that might be listening in. You know, just don't don't let the um, don't let the industry slip through our fingers, and I, and I know we won't. I know we won't. So. Yeah. No, I think I think, and like I said, you're in the front lines. There's a few you know spots in America that are just kind of like either the like here. It's kind of you know because of the timing and everything, and obviously more than anything. But California is always on everybody's mind when it's cannabis, and then when you start thinking of California, where do you think of you know if you're real, if you know good weed, you're going to say Humboldt. You know what I mean? And that's going to be the next thing off your Mendocino, Humboldt, those areas. But Humboldt is even. I think before Mendo, even in my well, mind, you know, even though I think a, of a very positive thing that I can say when I look at California and the way that their industry will grow, 
it's a big state. It's a huge state. So they can't have some, you know, some of the myopic viewpoint that, that ruined regulation in Colorado was yeah, enough people. The, the, the business people that wrote a lot of the regulation. And I used air quotes on business people because I think that a lot of people who sold drugs for a living on the black market were actually kind of fucking smart. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, but the business people basically all viewed the entire market of the state of Colorado is like a 100-mile strip along the front range. They didn't view it mm-hmm. as, you know, these little small towns and these little locations. If you lived in these little locations, fuck you. And if you lived in the city, you w- were going to buy from one of these chain shops. And, you know, now we're at the point where in Colorado within five years, one out of every 20 shops is a chain. Um, from what being every shop was at 800 individual shops you know, what, five years ago. So that's, you know, just something that has been a unfortunate fact that all the mom and pops got bought up by the people who had a lot of money because of the way they wrote the vertical integration in our bill. What I think is great about California is you have existing people in existing communities who already have relationships and consumer relationships. And so somebody's going to get smart and put the shop together, and that person's probably going to make most of the money in the industry. Um, But... You know, hopefully the growers will be able to, you know, cooperatize and be like, you know, hey, we got eight dudes. This guy's got, you know, a couple family members that are really good with the public, that are really good at retail. Let's put them in the storefront and let's keep our business model local. And I think that can work because you are spread out enough that it would be impossible. You know, vertical integration really won't work there. You, you could build a brand and be a grower there in a way that, really wasn't possible in Colorado, so I'm encouraged by that as a prospect. Yeah. Well, God, I love, I, I've really appreciated uh, all your insight, because uh, it seems pretty pretty spot on. So I, I've spent a lot of time in the legislature. If you listen to the rest of this show, you'll probably be like, oh, God. God don't um, listen to her anymore. No, I don't. Her. I'm going to listen. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get conspiracy theory on some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. Tinfoil, tinfoil. I'll I'll get my foil hat on. Exactly. Um, It's not that bad, but there's there's some crazy shit in the pipeline legislatively here. Uh, I believe it. (laughs) Some Blade Runner 2049 shit. Close enough to Area uh, 51. But um, (laughs) I just want to return the invite. It's right in the middle between us and you. You guys come to Humboldt. Sure. Uh, come see us. We do in the summer. We we have beautiful gardens and we have gorgeous rivers. And river rafting. I'll take you guys good. out. River uh, we'll do some I'm, river I'm, rafting. And I like to do sporty outdoor shit. You oh, know yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell just by looking at you. Um, sounds good, Nat. Uh, it was awesome. Awesome to talk to you. And uh, we'll get you back on the show again. And like I said, if you come through town, we'll definitely get you on the show uh, live in the studio. That sounds fun. Awesome. All right. Hey, thanks. Later. Okay, so now we got, finally got the chance. To, can you have no chance to do nothing now because you still have to, like, reload or what do you got to do? I'm going to update real quick. Are other people calling in? I'm going to update real quick, and then if people want to try and call in. They may have they questions can. about my diatribe, or they may just want to say, move on, go back to the nice young man from Humboldt. Yeah, it was way more fun to listen to. Now I had, <laughs> I had to turn my blew out my speakers on my thing. And 
And I'll try not to shriek. All right. So, um, yeah, you just do that. Right Tell us when we're, when we're it's possible to. Happening right now. Happening. It's happening. It's happening. What's happening? Well, we had to. Are we buffering? No. Skype no. updated and it ruined me. Ruined are, him. Are we still ruined his whole repetition? He was he was doing so good. Is this all I just know. a fantasy? Now everyone thinks I'm kind of a slacker. Now he's, oh, he's already the worst. Worse than the kid. I'm already worse. the worst. Worse that that kid? kid made me a fancy drink at your party. It was pretty. Um, oh, the KTI? It was swanky. Yeah, oh. I, I, it was nice to see him. Oh, and that's not the kid, a... though. The kid is the kid. The is... kid is the kid. Ryan. Was... Ryan. Was... Oh, oh, yeah. Ryan. He wants to... So the kid wants to do his own show. Yeah, they all think they're fucking. Gonna, well, the kid said he wants gonna, to do They're going to kill it. The kid wants to do his own show with the kid. And so I have to get my. I have to get the approval. I want to do my own if, show. If everybody wants to say yes, <laughs> they want to see. Kid, do the kid, kid in the corner. I don't know where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> the kid in the corner show would be all right, I think. Kid in a vid. Kid in the corner show, we'll call it. That's it. All right. If he wants to do it, he can do it. Send him down there in front of the Metlo. If people want to, if people want to vote on that, if they want to vote on the kid in the corner, if that's a good enough show. I'd let him pick his own name. He no. might want to just like <laughs> no, that's dick punch you after being painted into the corner. <laughs> he hates it. He's gonna hate it. <laughs> that sucks. It's gonna already start. <laughs> right out of the gate. The way you put me in the corner. This way. You did that on purpose. Enough for this joking around. All right. Tell us all the fucking <laughs> lame shit. All right. So um, when, when, and where? What you did? You, you were there today. Today was the day, right? Um. No, it, it opened on Wednesday. No, oh, so it's been like That's days, why I've, I've had a chance to review 145 some bills that have been introduced in I the first said that. I was 48 like, hours. Fuck. No, because lobbyists. Oh, that's everything, though. That's not just cannabis. Not, no, no. Like just the ones that are just about cannabis. Nine. Are, there are. 11 or 9. About 9. nine. You're actually accurate. So, yes, about. Yeah. I made up 11. I said 9. You were, you were pretty close. And, and well, and if we take into account the ones that are about taking funding from cannabis, it does get mm-hmm. to about 14. So one out of every 10 bills is basically either about cannabis or taking money from cannabis in the Colorado's legislature's forced 48 hours. That, that's kind of really what you need to know. But, like, I do this data mining thing where I start looking through the legislative bills, and on the first night, 19% of the bills had the word drugs, and 15% of the word of bills had the word marijuana, versus 4% of the bills had the word roads, which are a big problem in Colorado, and 2% of the word had the word guns, and all of those were about increasing the amount of ammunition you could have <laughs> or bring a gun to go to school. Um, so that's really why our government is fucked, because they're basically like, marijuana, 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 and they are not focusing on you know the things that are actually going to be useful to people who live here. So basically, the things that are coming in the pipeline are um, they want marijuana to be publicly traded, like at the New York Stock Exchange. That was the first marijuana bill. It was one of the first 11 bills introduced in the state Senate or in the state House, which basically means that it was a huge priority for getting pushed through. Um, I think that's going to be interesting because it's going to basically make all of this you know, speculative money come in and out of some of these businesses in a way that's going to be... Um, obviously, that bill was not written in the wake of Jeff Sessions and his hissy fit. Hmm. So that's going to be um, interesting to watch. I think people in Colorado... I, I, w- I will preface this by just starting by saying people in Colorado need to remember the coal memo has nothing to do with any 
of our Colorado state legislation. All of our legislation is based on the Ogden memo, which right. predates it. So, la la la. Yeah. Any, anyway. Um, oh, <laughs> a little backstory there, but no, it's true because uh, most other states uh, are post coal. Exactly. We are the only state that legalized recreational sales prior to the coal memo being issued. Right. So that is something that we should all just, you know, I, I, I kind of want to say that because everyone from the industry has all been like, Jim Burek has our back. Did you see the note he put out saying, Jim Burek being the director of the Marijuana Enforcement Division for mm-hmm. listeners out there, um, he put out a note saying that the coal memo won't, let, won't, won't, won't undermine the regulation that's based upon it. And I was like, you absolute ass. You run the entire division and you don't know that none of the licenses that you've issued are based on that memo. Mm-hmm. And you think that they are, and you're going to defend us against it being revoked. But it doesn't make any fucking difference. Anyway, I digress. We'll go back to the public trading of cannabis. Um, so basically it would be something where I don't know if you would be on like an online um, trading or actually publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange, which I believe they would like to do, but of course the New York Stock Exchange would probably have final say in whether or not they give a Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a huge factor. So um, that's the first thing that was introduced. Also, they have introduced a bill to use reclaimed or gray water to grow industrial cannabis plants for sale in the state of Colorado. I don't find that too alarming. Um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I would hope that it was clean, but, you know, filtered, blah, 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 by the, by the person who was going to do that if they were somebody who was going to ultimately sell that to the public. But mm-hmm. I don't know. The, I, I don't have a lot of insights about that. Mm-hmm. I just don't object to anybody really trying to use water efficiently in the state. So um, I don't have a problem with it. But so far, I don't see anything about it that's really that shocking or controversial. It's just reclaimed water. I don't think you're going to be allowed to flush your toilet right into a plant. But, well, I mean, you do remember several months ago some people were busted for a plant, that, for a grow that was... And fecal matter. Yeah, well, yes, it was being fertilized with poop. So... Um, got caught. Got caught. With their pants down. <laughs> literally. <laughs> and see, you tell me he I don't fucking joke around. You just poop straight That was it. hilarious. Hilarious, yep. hilarious, motherfuckers. Hilarious. Okay. All right. Um, keep. I will keep rolling with the completely not funny follow-up statement. Um, they also want to offer the ability to use the reclaimed water for hemp growing, mm. and those are, you know, po- positive things for agricultural hemp. I think that's going to be a much more positive thing because it's it's common to use gray water in agricultural outdoor projects. Right. I'm not sure how they would acquire enough to really run an indoor grow on, but that's a whole they other story. Wanna, they just want to throw anything they can in it. Like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you... We'll and we'll make wood. money! <laughs> we'll give you guys the worst water. Yes. They'll still say yes. So, um, right. much maligned sexual harasser and standalone legislator who basically has been thrown out of the Democratic Party and embraced with loving arms by the Republicans who have no problem with sexual harassers. Steve Lebsock has introduced a tax bill to... It's like, it's like a smoke and mirrors bill where he basically says, oh, we're going to lower the marijuana tax rate to 12.1%, but then marijuana sales, which have been exempt from paying the state 2.9% sales tax, would pay that. So you're still going to be paying 15% in tax. It's just, it doesn't really matter. They can do it however they want, but it's sleight of hand. It's basically just changing the tax rate without going to Tabor. 
And again, I don't really care because I am not going to go into a shop and give anybody 15% of my, like that's bullshit. <laughs> so those are like the sort of cannabis-y benign bills. They're also changing the regulatory um, title. Cannabis has been under Title 12 in the state of Colorado. And now they're going to shift it to Title 44. Again, this is just like bureaucratic crap. It's not going to change anything about the regulation of the industry or stores or anything. It's just going to change the paperwork. And, oh, it's awake again. Yeah, um, <laughs> tail's wagging. No, I saw that and I was like, oh no, he's awake. Uh, stay put. You're in the spot. Oh my God. So. So cute. See, that's it. Whole show's about him now. It is. He is. No, <laughs> nobody cares about us anymore. Um. So now let's. I, I I tried to just like ease us into the pool, but now I'm just gonna jump right in about the two bills that were introduced right out of the gate that are just like. I mean, the most like crepulent pile of guano, batshit, fucking crazy shit ever. Number one, slightly less batshit crazy, but pretty fucking insane, and from Dan Pabone, my arch nemesis, is a bill to create a cannabis closed-loop payment system. Um, so basically, like, if you want to shop in a store, you will have to register for a state-managed Bitcoin account so that you can buy weed. Not that they're tracking consumers, but basically it's this closed loop so that they can make sure that all the money gets taxed properly and sent... Like, it's, 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 it's just insane. It makes no sense whatsoever. Like, do you have to have a special Bitcoin to go to a bar or go, mm -hmm. you know, get a drink? I mean, that is certainly not like alcohol, and it would apply to medical users as well as recreational users... So basically, you know, you, your, your kid has leukemia, but you better go, like, put some money into the ATM and register it over to be these cannabis bitcoins, and then they can tell where you went to go buy a bit. That's stupid. So, well, it's stupid, but it's, it's part of this, it dovetails with the short-sighted stupidity that I'm going to follow up with. Mm. And More stupid. It's way, way, way. Now, okay, now we're going to go into the thing that I've, I've been in a freak out about. Uh -oh. <coughs> and I think I'm legit for freaking out about it. Okay. Dan Pabone, again, arch nemesis, an enemy of marijuana, who bills himself as a friend of the industry, which tells you that the industry is an enemy of patients and cannabis growers and fucking marijuana in general. But that's just my opinion um, based on 100% of my personal experiences. <laughs> and basically... They have introduced a bill where the University of, I don't know what, if it's University of Colorado or a CSU offshoot in Pueblo, but one of the schools down in Pueblo, um, will be given grant money by the state of Colorado from the Law Enforcement Development Fund to create a inside-the-plant genetic modification marker so that they can tell which, and then anyone in the industry for both cannabis and hemp will have to put that genetic marker in their plants. There's not one word in the seven-page bill about how that would be if it was combusted or concentrated or consumed by a human being. 
because that's not really important to them because the point of the bill, and it says, the bill will be intended to ensure that the state of Colorado receives all revenue coming from it by eliminating the black market so that like any cop in law enforcement will just have this scanner and they'll be able to be like, oh, bro, blah, 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 and open up your jar and scan it and be like, Wait a second. This is missing the radioactive isotope. I mean, and it even says it even says in this bill that one of the markers that the university can consider it gives them seven parameters, and that includes genetic modification of the plant, inserting um, a genetic alteration from another plant, like making it glow in the dark, hmm. a watermark that stays in the plant, RFI nano RFIDs that are inside the, the fibers of the plant. So. I'm just thrilled about the concept of smoking a nano RFID or like eating a concentrated nano RFID and then it's going to be in my poop and you're going to track me out of the toilet at like torchies when I go across the street. I don't fucking know. It's, it's, it's quite insane. And like, I know that when I say some of the stuff, like I am, because I say crude shit like that, but the fact is like, yeah, I don't want to think that you could take a drop of my blood and our RFID, this came from the douchebags at LiveWell, which I'm going to say, as, as a side note, fuck LiveWell, don't shop there. They are one of the douchiest, worst companies in the state. Dean Heisinger, I'm going to dick punch you eventually. There He's you their go. attorney. Um, there you go. I digress. Um, you heard it here live. Yes. Dick punch. Dick punch. <laughs> dick punch coming up. Dick punch, dick punch for Dean coming up. Um, but he's he's... He's he's up to some douchebaggery, and that's all I'm legally allowed to say about that. Mm. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, you're basically the, these people. These are these people in the industry are supporting this bill to basically make cannabis. Oh, I should finish that. The other, one of the other things that they can use as a marker for the plant is a radioactive isotope. That's, so you're gonna get your fucking chemo. And your yeah. fucking relief from your chemo all in one fucking joint. It's going to be a dream come true. Yeah. But, I mean, some of these things to me are like... That's retarded. It's not just retarded. It's like insane. The cost of one of these single scanners just to fucking look at this is probably going to be way more tax dollars spent yep. than will be saved by just like looking the other way because somebody has a 14th or 15th plant. Yeah, and, and, and just... The overall... Uh, I believe that between the Bitcoin and the <sighs> scanning of your genetically modified plant, yeah. the goal is to completely say, well, now we have these ways to track the legal weed. These people should not have these home grows because that's where all the illegal weed comes from. Right. Even though the, the, the med released on, I think, December 15th, their mid-year report from the first of the year through June for 2017. And if you look at the document, it shows that the Marijuana Enforcement Division has given more medically relevant licenses than um, retail licenses for recreational sales. And the medical grows have grown only maybe 60% as many plants as the retail recreational industry. So they have less stores, more plants, and way less volume of flower sales. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, if you have metric, and if you can make this graph, and you can't figure out where diversion is coming from, and metric isn't telling you that diversion is coming from the fact that these people have a shit ton more plants and way less sales, I don't know how to help you. What are you looking at? 
button. I'm trying oh. to just push a button. Push I, a button. I also want to say that this being my first time here, I'm glad that I intuitively knew what color to wear so that I would just look like a floating head like Jombie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea. That I would just blend in with the background of the wall. Next, the, next time I'll be more prepared. But, that, was, um, that was the idea. It, well, I, nobody, nobody knew. This was just my, my, um, my own natural, instinctive zeal for teal. You knew it. You knew it. Psychically, she was like... Boom. I am. I'm, I'm in the friend network. Floating, Me and Dionne Warwick are tight like that. Floating heads are my specialty now. This thing doesn't work. So anyway... So what's happening? Work. Nothing's happening? The show isn't really happening? <laughs> no, this it's is just, happening. You're just, this is all just... Somebody's paying you for the psychological effort of just getting me in somewhere to sh- and the, the yeah. rant about this and then I'll now, shut up about it well, later. I got all I the lawyers, lawyers in the other room right now waiting. To dick punch you on the way out. They're like, "Yeah, I'll give you a dick punch." I still have a bigger dick than those attorneys. I'll get ten they grand for it. ten grand for every guy you insult. I'm already up to like thirty now. Right? So that's your new sponsorship <laughs> program. Yeah, exactly. Bring in Jessica for yeah. a fucking yep. punch in the uterus so she doesn't reproduce. Don't worry, gentlemen. I'm already too old. So that was that was my original plan to sponsor <laughs> the show for the rest of the year. I think it's a solid idea. I'm, I'm sure... I, I don't think attorneys are probably going to want to dick punch me. They often find my insight about the industry okay, useful. Okay, it's going to be uh, Mr. Normal. Is it Normal? Ah, yep. uh, there he is. So we're being joined. Look at that, and his timing is Hello? good. Although oh. I, I am going to double back about something. That was the hardest. Hello? Thing. Yo. Here, what's going on? It's a solid idea. I, I'm sh- what's happening? Hey, Hello? Turn that shit down in the background. What's going on? You hear me? Yeah. Hey, what's up? What is up? I don't, the word, that was the hardest phone call in the world. Yeah. Turn that down in the back. Come on. Oh my god! You, you got to turn your speaker off in the back there, Mr. Normal. Come on, hold you. Jeez. I don't have the speaker on, but I can't hear you. <laughs> I, I heard some echoing in the background. So, all right, now you can't you, you can't hear me at all. Come on, you, you can't okay, hear. Okay, I can hear you now. Ah, you see, you did have the speaker. It was a lie. I know. I can tell when people lie. Right it away. sounded like a fish tank. Fish tank. We were in a fish tank. Hey, what's happening, Mister Normal? Ah, uh, not much, man. Just hanging out, watching you guys BS. That's Figured it. I'd bug you, see what's new. I know you bugged us. Like, how many times did you try to call? Three hundred times. That's, that's that's a world record, right? Now. I think you did a world record attempt, but yeah, we we're we're f- trying to slowly figure it out. Luckily, uh, now that we're updated, does it work? You think? I don't know. Oh, if, we don't even know. I don't now. even know if if someone calls. Oh, if, else, try. if someone else tries to call, then I'll maybe we'll find out. Maybe maybe we finally solved this puzzle. But yeah, we I had won't a, give it a try. We had some tech. We had some tech issues going on. But how how is uh, how is life there? Things are good here. Yeah, you got. Any, we're just any, getting ready to. We're getting ready to put out some. Uh, some new products that are actually like some boosters uh-huh. oh, really? for the later flowering stages and actually going legit with that, working on patent attorney stuff right now. So Nice. Um, like, is it, uh, is it um, animal-based or is it like uh, <laughs> guano or something? Or is, is it, it vegan? Well, is no, it... it's going to be bio-organic. It's going to be a little bit of both. Gotcha. So we're going to use raw elements and then some other things that we're trying to figure out how to make them work together because some Russian, you some know, Russian you, stuff, some crazy Russian stuff that's in a silver bottle. No, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, man, but Clark has got a paragraph in his book about this Russian study. I'll tell you. 
about how they did this container study about more females out of off of males from seed. But mm-hmm. now what we're doing is uh, it's stuff we've been testing over 15 years, and we got a bunch of people involved that have been running it, and we've been pushing our resins, mm-hmm. trying to get you know our populations to really be uh, maximized more or less, and so. Instead of working with, you know, seven different company products, we're devising our own. And it's, a, you know, basically three parts. You got the one pre-flower that kind of charges your pre-flower situation. Then you got your mid-bloom booster, and then you got your finisher. So and we're still working on all of it. There's not a whole lot I can say beyond that right now, but it is definitely in the works. So I'm curious to get it to people, test it, and see how it does for them. And well, there you go. Well, maybe maybe what we should do is have you on a have you on a show, and we'll get some testers out. Um, well, when are you gonna be ready with that? Because if we can get some out to some people sooner than later, we can actually have them call in like a week or two later, and we give us the tell us how Real dead how dead feedback. their plants are, dude. Right. All dead, bro. That guy <laughs> shit sucks. The bottle came and it gave me bites. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is, Comes with rust hits and I everything. I gave myself a cushion yeah. on my jacket. This bag is unforgiving. It works along with your nutrients, so you're not exactly yeah, bombarding yeah. your plants with. Oh. Gotcha. Bizarre. And it's late flower, you said too, right? So someone has to be in there like fifth week or something like that. What was that? Around the fifth week, something like that, you'd be adding adding in your products. Fifth, uh, average. Yeah, actually, I've got I've got a little. Uh, here, hold on a second, and I'll pull up my info on it. Uh oh, info. I got a bunch of I got a bunch of questions I had for you too, but we got to save that for a different situation. <laughs> yeah, Jessica's got lots on her mind. She's freaking out. She's about to explode right now. So we're gonna. Gotta oh get, my god! Oh my god! No, actually, no, this sorry. is good because this is filler, yeah. and then it makes me seem interesting again. Oh, good! You're back to being interesting. Oh, you see, it's like that. I, I got you. Um, so anyway, the the uh, <laughs> the uh, product line. You think you're gonna be ready by like springtime? When, well, actually, not springtime. But I guess would be people outdoors. We need it later in the yeah, the July, August, something. Yeah, hopefully early summer. That's what we're shooting for. Right. <clears throat> and, yeah, the, the first one would be, you know, anywhere from one to two weeks before you flip uh-huh. into a week or two after you flip. You could use the, the pre-flower. And the other one's, like, between weeks three and six. Uh-huh. And the, the last one's uh, your final seven to ten weeks, depending on if you're doing an indica or sativa long run. Gotcha. So it's... The instruction's super simple. Like I said, it gets used along with your nutrient system, so it's just something to kind of mm-hmm. to boost to boost things and get them get them to kind of finish the way that uh, we've been working on it. So it kind of see so your plant leaches at the same time, so your resins finish at the same time, and so that the effect profile kind of matches with the way the plant's supposed to be is you know the goal. So right, so match it instead of having it. Uh Force fed with your peers, oh my god, man! So is it me or is it just like everybody out there is showing a nipple picture of a bud on the top of a plant? They won't even show the whole plant. Uh, they show yeah. this little saw, nipple I, bud. I saw you posting that online the other day. Yeah, and it's like show the whole plant. If show you're the whole titty, it. not just the nipple. For fuck's sake! Oh, you, you know it's such a big tease, and it's like you know I can grow a nipple with a bunch of resin on it. Yeah. that's not really what I want to do. Uh-huh. But I'd rather. 
grow a full plant with a cola. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's everybody's properly uh, covered in mature resins rather than force everything and hurry it's, it up. It's the cannabis photographic equivalent of a not hot chick taking a selfie that makes her look hot. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, well, the, and it's also the combination. Everybody's got like nicer and nicer phone cameras, and they can really take good close-ups, yeah. but they're not really great at like taking a picture. Word. By the way, happy New Year, guys! Hey, thank you, man. Um, so you, you know, and the one thing that messed me up when I came to Colorado in my 2013 or 12, or when I first met with you, and uh, I know you know John well, uh-huh. and you know he's a really good friend, of course. and uh, definitely knows the shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was taken on the tours of the couple of the facilities, you know, like Tierra's was on point. You know, he knew what he was doing. Phil had a, had a clue. But mm-hmm. one thing that messed me up, man, is I went to a couple other places and they literally had four week flowered plants they were trimming to put in there. Yeah. <laughs> for well, sale. That's not. That's definitely like a failed, <laughs> failed uh, setup there in any way. Shape yeah, or I couldn't believe it. I mean, probably I had some bugs. Probably had bugs or something, and we're just trying to like sacrifice what they could or something. <laughs> Sounds like. Don't make excuses for industry shortcomings. Let them fucking hang <laughs> for their activity. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> oh no, Adam was. He was like, "Oh, I hope that wasn't one of my sponsors." <laughs> no, like, no. Don't let anybody slide. Bad track record is, is bad track record. Everybody kind of knows. He's got oh. a reputation, oh, and the man. cool part about it is, me and him. One of their main uh, master growers had a talk on the way to the facility about NPK formulas. And I, I, it was cool to watch him like develop the theory over years and watch him literally go from, yeah, trimming up plants like that to showing plants that were actually properly productive. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. So that's kind of a cool part of it. There's a whole bunch I of failures. I have a pretty good guess in my mind of who he's talking about. All oh, right, out of the gate. There you go. You, you figured it out. She's already like. No, I just know. <laughs> <that. laughs> I've dealt with some scumbaggery. So there's a yeah, lot. There's they there. were good guys. I just think they were kind of clueless on what was going on, which I couldn't believe because, I mean, Jesus, give them a facility and licensing and all this. And, all right, couldn't even pull it off. Well, see, they, they aren't actually good guys. They're what we call profiteers. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know. Yeah, that's no good. Well, no, but I mean, like, you you don't deserve to get paid if you don't put the time in to make a quality product. Oh, for sure. So that's my, I mean, like, if you're going to cut down a plant just because we got to fill these jars and it's not ready and it's not pretty and it's not really good. Right. You don't get to call yourself a good guy or a grower. You get to call yourself a profiteer. There's a difference. Right. Sorry. Yeah, we don't, I don't know you. I just jump in here and say exactly what I think. It's okay. Yeah, we're, we're more caregivers. We got some people that pretty much, I mean, I'm, I'm on disability and I use it personally for quite a few things for mental, actually mental issues. And it works fine for me. I've got to use it in conjunction with medications, but I'm working with CBDs and stuff to try to round all that stuff, you know, away and try to keep more natural because the pills definitely suck. I but you know the. I yeah, say more power to you. I think that that's great, and I, I you know, I'm, I'm just saying that I'm judgmental as hell about people who are in the industry and cut corners, and I don't, oh, I, don't I don't let what? anybody slide on the, the the idea that you might be a good guy if you weren't just like trying to sell patients something that wasn't really quite good enough. 
for sure. And that's kind of what what threw me when CBDs came out, because to me, I thought CBD actually canceled out the effect of THC was my kind of early understanding. And so I guess that wasn't completely correct. And then the way that it affects you without actually having a physical effect, or if it does, it's, you know, you don't get the actual, you know, euphoric effects that you get from THCA or, you know, just THC. So there was a lot to learn first there, but back in the day, if you got a mild pot that really didn't get you high, you were like, nah, this isn't going to work. But nowadays it's like, well, let's test it for CDD and see if it has, something more valuable than we're understanding Hmm. and so that just threw a whole new monkey wrench into the system so we're testing a bunch of stuff that we've had for years and just seeing how that plays out because like the original purple indica that pacific northwest purple indica is going back to pacific and the first two or three g13s released and so we want to get that tested up and see what what, what's really going on inside that plant Yep, another another great mystery. The great mystery of the G thirteen. You can crack if you crack the code. That'll be that, that's another whole show right there. So, uh, <laughs> well, you're here's just the thing: spouting off, spouting I off shows left and right for a little bit. And the only reason I got involved with it was because the guru of Kings of Canna a long time ago, and then he turned me on to something called the Purple G BX three, and the story was that. Pacific, the grower, breeder, gave him two cuts that were both labeled G13, one turned purple. So Pacific labeled one, the PG13, and the other was the purple indica. And then you have the original, which was supposed to be said to be the eight, the airborne, which came from, you know, the Mississippi facility or whatnot, mm-hmm. was smuggled out, and who knows what, but my... My kind of feel is they wanted to hybrid it. They had the cut of the AB, and so they bred it to something, and that's what became the offspring was the the PG-13 and the PI. So my guess is they bred it to something purple and probably Hawaiian because of the way it acts, sort of. And then I haven't seen the the, uh, AG-13 on its own yet, so I've only made my uh, assumptions through the PG and the purple indica. But there is a backstory there that kind of is on paper now that some people said, yeah, that's kind of what happened. So now it's just a matter of finding out what the AG is really about and if that was for real or not. So Sounds like another show. <laughs> like, <laughs> not like well, buddy, so, I got a bunch of them if you need. How yeah, about I, the idea that purple tie isn't a chocolate tie crossed to the hog? How about if purple tie is actually the chocolate tie was an actual hybrid to begin with? So chocolate tie is a tie crossed to a chocolate Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the question I got to pose to DJ Short because I've met him once, but I was too scared to pose the question to him. <laughs> he, he, he's the perfect guy actually for that question too because he's such a he's such a high, Highland sort of uh, sativa and indica kind of guy that he, he's definitely. Uh, that's his passion. So, oh, anyway, sure. we're gonna run because we're gonna we're gonna let Jessica give her her. She she thought she had a whole hour. Now she's no, no, she's cut I'm... down. She's crying over here. She's about to explode. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll I talk. Am not, I am not crying. We will talk soon. I'm gonna drop. All right. I'm later. sorry. It's, Thanks for having me. Not a problem, my friend. We'll talk soon. I'm glad you could actually get through finally. Uh, oh, you got it, man. All right. Take care, you guys. No, no problem. Take care. All right. Ciao, ciao. Peace. All right. 
All right, back to Jessica. Now just slap everybody around, wake them up. They're all just no. dozing. They're driving I, I along. Thought, I thought that that your that your average audience was salivating for that kind of deep strain detail. They are. They are. They're like, wait a minute, they get that guy back. Get rid of this bitch. Yes. <laughs> oh no, they would never. More nitty gritty, less titty. Come on. Uh, all right. Um, Less. So let's let's talk about we're gonna shift gears. That actually was a nice little like break in between oh, the bills that have been released. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now I'm gonna switch over to some things that are going on with the CDPHE, which is the holder of medical marijuana registry for state of Colorado. Okay. So you probably remember that I was a little bit peevish with certain people who may be douchebags. Mm-hmm for testifying in favor of 1220, the plant cap bill last year. And one of the cop-out bullshit excuses that those people used when we confronted them and said, hey, that sucked, that was a bullshit thing to do in the name of cannabis consumers to say we could only have 12 plants in our house. Um, They said, oh, we did that so PTSD could be on the medical marijuana registry for patients. Mm -hmm. That was 10 months ago. Today... Medical marijuana is not on the registry for marijuana patients. You can, if you have PTSD, you cannot get on the... Like, if you send in your card right now saying, you know, hey, I saw that that bill passed, it's still not part of the registry because it still hasn't been approved by the Board of Health. And the, on Wednesday, the 17th, so that's coming up next week, the Department of Health, CDPHE, is going to petition the Board of Health for a hearing in March, which will be like a full year since that PTSD bill was signed um, or passed, that they would have a hearing about whether or not they might honor the bill that was passed and mm-hmm. allow it on the, on the registry. To me, that's a pretty huge big deal that we lost our plant count rights because lies were told to people who were ignorant and didn't know that, like, it doesn't matter what they say. You stand the ground for patients, and you say that medical mm-hmm. necessity supersedes whatever cockamamie idea you want to impose on plant counts. It's not like you can't take away a patient's medicine. It's just mm-hmm. not right. And so basically we'll find out on Wednesday whether or not the state will hold a hearing to honor the intent of the legislation, which actually they had the same exact scenario in 2010 and PTSD was denied being on the registry then. So people who know their history know that this is not new news, but we weren't invited to the table where the boogeyman that, oh, we'll take PTSD away from you, which they never gave it to them in the first place. It was all lies. Hmm. So I've been very unhappy about that, as you would imagine. Um, They're also going to change the... So I uncovered this document on the um, CDPHE... um, request for a board of health hearing to change the nature of the registry. It's 33 pages of changes, and one of the other things that they're going to do is they're going to raise the fees again. So they're going to make it more expensive for patients to have their card. Um, Just for the regular old card, nothing even... There's there's no difference. A patient with the state of Colorado, it doesn't matter if you had one... I mean, it's not your doctor, it's the the registry. So it's just the cost of administering. But what's ironic is that they're trying to say everybody has to be on this online system, which I have spoken out against and said boo, boo, boo Mm -hmm. to. I know, I saw that. Many times, I know it's repetitive, but it's important that people know that the system is flawed and in the cloud and lets people access your HIPAA medical records and shit like that, which is Mm -hmm. fucked up. Um, Basically, that flawed system that I've been opposed to, they say everybody has to use that. 
they fired five employees that were administering the issuing of the of the purple card that was the you know they had the red card then the purple card now the online system and they fired all of the people who had history of working there and working with patients and knowing how that system worked because they didn't need them they hired an IT specialist to manage the online system mm-hmm. well the, the the gist of that ends up being that they hired this IT person to manage that. They couldn't deal with all the patients. The patient system is way backlogged. But now they want to raise the price again. You fired everybody. The price didn't drop when you fired everybody, but you saved the cost of five fucking salaries. What the fuck? Like, even if you only hired one person to replace five people that you fired, you've got four more salary things to go before you raise the cost of my cardigan because my price didn't go down when the... Four salary things? Yeah. Four salary things. What do you do? Three, because you want to give a little deal, right? You have Yeah, you have four slots in HR if you okay, prefer my, you my statement being phrased. two and give me my three. That's what I'm, I'm just saying that they shouldn't be, be raising the price you're, of you're, the card. You're, you're a little rough. You're a little rough. I'm, I'm always a little rough. A little I'm a little bit country and I'm a little bit rock and roll. You know lot, this. A lot like there. We just took, took advantage right out of the gate. Anyway. You like that. <laughs> Telling me what I like now. All right, anyway. The, it's uh, got pickles. You like pickles. So this um, plant count thing, is it's kind of still in a in liquid form where it's not quite there yet? They've, no, no, they've been enforcing the fuck out oh, of it since the first. Been, but One of my patients, they came to his house and cut down three of his plants to get him compliant. To 12 plants? Or yeah. Two, and that was in the city of Denver? Or yeah. That was, yeah, okay. Well, With two, two adults living in the household. I know, that's bullshit. Anyway, but, the, but at least I was in Denver. Now, what about... Uh, well, you saw what happened in Teller. You saw there's been a bust in El Paso. There's been a bust in Pueblo. All of the... Sheriffs of those three departments specifically said that they had received money over the summer and that they had used that money to compile a hit list of illegal grows and basically waited until after January 1st to start going after people. Hmm. The uh, sheriff of Pueblo County went on record saying that um, he feels like now he has to really up his mandate to do more marijuana busts. That is not what the point of voting for mm-hmm. legalization Mm-hmm. Was like to that that now these sheriffs in these rural departments are going ape shit, and you know they all. I mean the, the the sheriff of Teller County, which is a very very low population, says he wants to do twenty six busts, which is one every two weeks. Even if he does twenty six busts, that's mm-hmm. so not going to be consequential in the overall cannabis market of Colorado. Right. Um. But it's going to cost the, the local taxpayers in a very low population where the, the property taxes are a big issue. Yeah. He, he was given $93,000 by the state. So mm-hmm. $93,000 might cover one of his 26 busts. Mm-hmm. It's not going to pay for all of them. And then they've got the prosecutors and they've got all the other things that are going to get paid for. And that all gets paid for out of local, local property taxes. So it's a huge issue that this bill... You know, one of the reasons we want to go in and fight it in court is that the cost to rural communities far outstrips the funding provided by the state. And so rural taxpayers are just going to pick up the tab to pay the extra cost of busting their neighbors when we don't give a fuck. We voted that we wanted them to be able to grow their weed, and we really don't care. Yeah, and it sucks because there's, like, you know, 
kind of Colorado's been one of those weird states, in my opinion, where it's like I never felt like it was really accepting anywhere, really. It's like very few places where you got like 100% acceptance where you'd be like, okay, this is cool. It'd be like little towns here and there, but for the most part, it was like kind of like a lot of pushback. Well, I mean, even in Netherlands, they had that that horrible town administrator, Alicia, who went around and created fake rules that SafeServe could go into anybody's house without a warrant to, to check their electric panel in Netherlands. Right. Like, you have got to be shitting me. You are absolutely a lunatic you know how did and and you were not elected you just got hired from this job and then right. you you ran amok right and felt entitled to just be judgmental of potheads and you know this was the whole thing like this yeah, is my yeah. whole argument that to our friend in california and anybody out there like the whole point was so potheads could come out of the closet and have opportunities and not go to jail and maybe get better freaking jobs and like have more opportunities not that we had to become clean-cut assholes but that we could still be who we always were and come out of the closet Mm. and i am so fucking irate that all of these usurpers are all like this is a product for nice people not like those other people that had the marijuana before us (laughs) i'm like dick punches all around and uterine like fucking you know knees to the uterus for everyone who thinks that way i hate them all and, you know, just, like, I, I, I get so mad with these people who are like, well, now cannabis is for nice people. And now cannabis is for people who are, you know, have good jobs. Because you're still not going to get shit, dirtbag. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was marginalized for 35 fucking years. I came out of the closet for a freaking minute. Mm-hmm. And now I got to get back the fuck in there? Hell the fuck no. I've always been a loud-ass bitch. This is not going to stand, you know? And I'm sick of this whole attitude that cannabis should be sanitized. I want to make more people dirty. I want to make being a loud-mouthed, foul-mouthed, absolutely irreverent person totally mainstream and eligible for a fucking better job. You know? Fuck this shit. Well, well, the thing is, we've created an industry from the scratch, you know, and that's like one of those things where... It's, uh, yeah, but you don't go in and see people like you and me like working in a fucking... No, of course not. But anywhere I mean, in the industry. Not no. just in a shop, but anywhere. No. Well, people who have history people, and street cred have been largely eliminated. In a sense, yes. And I, I mean, I self-eliminated because I hated all the other people that were coming in because they weren't people like you and me that I could relate to. Well, you know, and, and the, the influences hopefully are, are there. This, we've influenced here and there. That's about it. Oh, bullshit. No, it's a bunch mean, of wankers. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, who do, who, where would we go? Like, if we left right, it's still before seven, we could leave right now. Where would you want to go? I can't think of anywhere that's within a five-mile radius that I'd want any, to even walk through the f- freaking door of. And I mean, no, no offense to anybody out there listening, but like, I just, if, if you're cool, you haven't made that impression on me. Yeah, Sorry. No, Cece, Cece trying to hit me up as usual. Well, she's you know she's actually nice. I would I would pay attention to her. I'm just over here ranting and saying that people are assholes, um, <laughs> but I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. No. Um, so so besides uh, RFID slash uh, isotope slash uh, whatever that watermark, that, watermark, genetic watermarks, uh, or 
modification. Yeah, they wanted to put in, insert insert mark. a tomato marker. I don't exactly. fucking know. Exactly. They wanted but, I mean, how is that going to work on like a joint? Uh, that's after all ground up, and it's still somehow going to you're going to be able to tell that that was. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck. That's just ridiculous. It's, but it's, but they want it. If you actually read the actual verbiage of the bill, which I believe is Senate Bill eighteen oh two nine, but I'm not positive. But I put put good money that I believe that's it's it's called marijuana tracking tech, developing marijuana tracking technology is the name of the Colorado bill. So if you go to right. the Colorado Legislator website and search that, it's actually because of my efforts to get people to pay attention to this, it is now the most accessed bill of the state legislator so far. So people are reading it and paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something that is just, it's super dystopian. It's like straight out of Blade it Runner is. 2049. It it's like basically like you know we need to make sure that we're going to get and and then the whole attitude of like this is necessary for the public safety but there's not one word in the bill about this product must be tested to make sure that no consumer will have a adverse health effect from combusting concentrating or eating in a consumption-based method like this none of those things sounded sounded safe it's 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 just it's Or, or tested they don't test the weed now. It's a lie. If you look at that mid remember I was saying that they, they put out their mid-year report? Mm-hmm. If you look at the amount of cannabis sold versus the number of batches of weed tested, yeah. it's like a joke. This whole thing where they can do this, well, you, you passed a test last year, so you can just send us two samples this year. Mm-hmm. Put out 200 pounds, send us two samples, and we'll call your weed tested. And you can pick the two samples. It's a fucking joke. What does he want? He wants. What does he want? What do you want? What do he want? What do you want? Wow! Wow! He was just looking at me admiringly. I didn't know what to think. I don't even know what to think when it just doesn't happen enough. I think KTI is not. I was all like looking at him, like, "Wow, something's happening over there." A a man is looking at me as if I'm interesting. I don't know what to fucking think. (laughs) Threw me off a little bit. Oh man! Fuck's sake! If KTI was here, it'd be over. He'd be like, he well, likes me. He I made know. me a fancy cocktail with exactly. like fucking vinegar in it and shit. She'd be making it work oh, yeah. right now. She'd be like, boom. <laughs> he encouraged me to poop. I really like that in a dude, you know? It makes me feel real comfortable. Yeah, the CBD drinks were good, though. They were. Um, it was lovely. Lovely. Okay. So um, what about that? What about things like that? Like uh, public consumption, actually being able to go out. Okay, so those are the things that are like, now we'll talk about the things that are on the legislative horizon. Where I will okay. make wild predictions okay, that will probably be proven out by like May. Um, so basically, the things we know that there's a clubs bill that's been written, but only the people who have written it and the unknown sponsor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Where the three hour mark? Is yeah. that bad? It's a three hour tour. Three hour tour. It's all right. Sit right it's back right. and I'll tell the tale, the tale, the tale of what's coming up. Okay. We'll, we'll Things that are going to go in the legislator bonus, that are going to fuck bonus, some shit. Bonus 15 minutes. All right, yeah. Right. I will wrap this up quick. Bonus 15 minutes. There's actually some important shit that I haven't gotten to because, you know, that other fucking guy came in. I'm all butthurt, crying, tears. Um, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. No, Not you. Going. You're you're kosher. You looked at me as if I was interesting. I like you. I'm very, very <laughs> interested. Um, so... Here's the things that we know are going to be issues. We know there's a clubs bill. Only the people who wrote it, which is rumored to be Terrapin Care Station, Cave on Calabari, and those people. Um, 
We don't know anything about what the bill says other than that it excludes any model that's not run by somebody who already has a retail center. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of douchebaggery, and I disapprove of it in principle without having seen it. We should, I expect we'll see it in the next two weeks. Um, the other thing that's going to be the biggest issue for the entire Colorado cannabis industry, both medical and recreational, this is actually going to be legitimately a huge big deal. So this, this part of the show is probably the most important part about the legislature other than the GMO bullshit that I talked about, which is big. Breathe, everybody. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. So, little history, quick, quick history. In 2013, af- we passed A64 in 2012. In 2013, after A64 had passed, we had a mandate constitutionally to pr- promulgate legislation that would regulate that recreational side of the industry and make it so that those businesses could open in 2014. So all of 2013 was just like, a regulatory year, just writing and writing and writing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that in 2000, we'll go back in history, in 2010, when um, House Bill 10-1284, the original medical marijuana licensing bills for licensing for medical marijuana businesses was written, mm-hmm. they built a three-year sunset in because they're like, this might be a, f- a freaking disaster. And so what, what in, Co- in Colorado legislation, there's a lot of times when they're not sure how something's going to go, they, they built a sunset into the bill. And that bill will expire in three years or five years, depending on the sunset that they choose. So in, in 2010, they chose a, chose a three-year sunset for 1284. And then they basically renewed it. But when they renewed it was as they were basically like, oh, like how ironic is the timing here? As we're writing this renewal bill we have to deal with this brand new thing. Hmm. Let's make both of these other two bills sunset in another you know, four years so that they both expire at the same time, and then we can address, like, do we want to make it all one thing? Hmm. Legally, you can't make it all one thing because they're two separate constitutional rights that a person has. So making it all one store where medical patients just get a discount is going to be bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that's my fear, basic. So that's my prediction that I think that there will be a concerted effort by industry and by the regulatory agency to do away with medical shops and make all shops open to anybody over 21, mm-hmm. make it really hard for pediatric patients to access their medicine at all, which is going to suck, make it really hard for all patients to get products that are higher than a 10 milligram potency, which is going to really suck for some people who... I mean, I do not feel that somebody who's sick needs a bunch of sugar and bullshit and the kind of stuff that recreational consumers buy. There's different products for medical consumers. Mm. Those things will largely be eliminated. And areas that have banned retail sales may lose the medical stores that they have. So El Paso yeah, County may he, get fucked. And here there's no deliveries and hardly any places or anything like that. Well, 60, 65% of the Colorado counties currently mm. have a complete ban on all sales. So they have no medical sales or no recreational sales. Nothing will really change there. They'll still be dependent on caregivers, except that those caregivers can now only have 12 plants, and the rural sheriffs that administer those counties feel emboldened to go and kick more doors in because of 1220. So nothing will change there except for there will be less supply, and the demand will be exactly the same, and there will be nowhere that those people can go to a store and buy anything. So that will stay shitty, Mm -hmm. and... 
basically I don't think the industry cares because if there's not enough people living in a concentrated community, the rural areas, you don't have enough people living there to open a chain of your store. Mm -hmm. So who cares about those people? If they're patients and they're sick, who cares? We'll kick their doors in anyway. And I think that there's just a sort of, like, like I said earlier, that, that the, the problem with Colorado is that they put all of their energy and legislation and focus on that 100 miles from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins, and the rest of the state, anywhere west of there, can just suck a dick. You know, you have a few little good enclaves of some good stuff in Summit County. There's some good shops there, and then they're, they're, the, the good mom and pops that are there are getting pushed out by native roots in every single town that they're in. And... <laughs> That, you know, to me is just mediocrity spreading and like being like a virus, you know. Mm -hmm. And some of those places that were those mountain towns, that's where those best shops were, you know. I mean, High Country Healing was always, it had such a great reputation as like a, a destination shop for great weed. And, mm -hmm. you know, the same with Earl's and Leadville and these places. And now they've got a big chain store that's coming in and it's so much cheaper. And so these little small locals who work for low-wage jobs in rural areas... The power of the purse ultimately speaks volumes, and it, it's bullshit. Because the good quality weed that some of us who could afford to buy once in a while is no longer really available in the way it once was. Yeah, well, I mean, it took them a long time to get to Leadville, right? It's pretty have <laughs> been there a minute. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's mm -hmm. the whole principle that anywhere where there... But I saw it, too, when I was driving up that way, and I went through Silver, whatever it is. Silverthorns? Yeah, it was like... So how popping off it, like, it was like up oh, was all big chainy yeah. vibe and yeah. And then, so you're just sort of like that sucks because I because for me I live in the mountain towns and mm -hmm. I knew those people I knew the mom and pops who opened those shops they were the people who supported my business out of the gate mm -hmm. and I just watched as they you know one by one fell by the wayside and it it really hurt my heart you know because it it was not what I wanted to see the people I came up with before weed was legal have our chance to succeed and all of those people are gone um you know there's maybe a handful of people that are still around that are still you know in it to win it but it's it's so few and far between it just is you you, you, you know and then there are a few people who you know who came up from the beginning who are still in it but they're still mediocre and you're just kind of like come the hell on <laughs> you know you've had five years could you not get better hello could you not listen to the Adam Dunn so, show and learn how to grow some fucking weed? So what is the so what is the uh, possibility that we're going to get at least our thirty six plants, which kind of is what it was written in before as a state sort of? It seemed like that was a state that was for a while. State Bill fifteen oh four zero. That's still subject to the Rob Corey lawsuit involving um, the mothers from El Paso County. Uh -huh. Um, where we had a few uh, pediatric patients who definitely need more than the 12 plants. So El Paso County preemptively went to 12 plants before mm -hmm. 1220 was a law. I remember. And that triggered the moms down there to hire Rob as their attorney, and we're not sure where the status of that case is right now. So I've actually been reaching out to Rob because the patient who I'm working with who wants to all right, all right, all right. challenge the state on 1220 wants to join as a plaintiff in that lawsuit. Uh -huh. And so basically, we're still waiting for the, the, the results from court on trying to sue the state to say, hey, we want to go back from 36 to 99. The goal of that lawsuit is ultimately to get back to 99 plants. Yeah, I mean, 99, because that's obviously. the federal threshold. And I believe mm -hmm. that if you are a caregiver and you have patients who live in a rural area mm -hmm. who do not have a, any shop to shop in, mm -hmm. you're probably going to need 99 plants, especially if you're reliant on using a greenhouse to grow outside and one whole season to support 
people who are have serious medical conditions for a full year. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I believe that the burden should be proving that there were well, illi- illegal sales or diversion. Have... Having plants is not a freaking crime. It's, yeah. it's, it's giving it to kids. It's selling it illegally again, where they, they should said, be charging if they somebody. they said 36 plants was like the limit per person and then... You guys, as a caregiver, you could have three of those, but a few less because of the right. federal thing. And then everybody right. would be happy. I mean, it's like, okay, it makes right. sense. At least I, I mean, have, it would still be kind of harsh I on can, the f- fifth and sixth person. that Because I still object uh, to the caregiver only being able to have five patients. Well, I know. I think that that's completely unfair in areas where there's one caregiver who has the strains that ten patients all need. Yeah, and I think... But if they gave us the other part, I'd be like, all right, I'm happy with that. Okay, I would live with 99 because I can <laughs> live with the federal threshold and not poke the bear yeah. until things get better. But I just feel like we've lost so much ground. And if we're going to have this Bitcoin and this fucking GMO, oh, we have to, where, you can, where basically you can't get it for cat. I mean, it's just going to make it, it, it... All of everything that they're doing is just pushing shit back toward the black market. I mean... Give us a rainbow now. We got we got like five minutes. Five minutes for rainbow, right? Rainbow with Jessica. Good morning, stars. What's the good thing that's going to happen? Anything good coming out of this at all? Anything? Legislatively? Yeah, you know, just or or, or socially or whatever. Um, like, any, I mean, any, they're they're any, anything. I'll let me Give think. Me anything, let me think. Anything, please. Don't or don't leave. be a big baby. I thought you loved me. I'm just going to move if it's going to turn like this. I'm, I'm well, I mean, I'm just trying to tell you what I know. What <laughs> it's I, over, bro. What I know. The dream's over. Um, no, there's nothing good, nothing good coming on. No. We should expect to receive the results from that cannabis um, impairment driving test any day now. Oh, we know that. But that, I mean, it's you asked me for something good. I had to dig not, deep. Not, not that we know that that was happening, but we know that all ends up being like, yeah, you guys are like, just got to drive kind of slow and we actually never drove we did a like a oh. cognitive simulator and i did better in the second round so fuck oh, i remember yeah i remember this so you time. so we talked about that so yeah. um but it'll but, all be skewed but that, be the, skewed the report about that should be published soon so that's i believe positive so you're gonna be a star basically is what you're no because i will be an anonymous medical subject Self, no one will know self-serving that I'm, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. i i I'll, everything that i do adam right. from the minute i wake up yeah. is all about promoting myself and oh, marketing yeah. myself. Oh, I know you're just, you're just and just, and trying to be famous. Just, it's yes, my goal. Yes. Um. Yeah. 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 Okay. Five selfie sticks. People can't see off camera. Off camera right now. Um. Let's think of something. With... I'm trying to think of something right. else nice I, I to just, say. No, I just thought we could end. No, I mean, I don't have any legislative predictions <laughs> that anything good is going to come from this legislature. Nah. Um. Because. I think that the clubs issue has okay, kind so of been obviously we, didn't even, we barely said anything about Sessions, so Sessions sucks. Nothing's going to happen with that. He's Yeah, he, he's... Except for the fact that he doesn't understand how... He's an emasculated elf man, and, <laughs> and um, you know, there's Keebler, not... Keebler images. Not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot to report there. I mean, no. I think that, you know, we, we do have some interesting stuff coming up. I mean, we, we have... Okay, so, like, if we have to say something nice about someone we don't like, but, you know, we were trying to be grown up, uh-huh. Corey Gardner did talk to Sessions. They came to no resol- resolution. Corey Gardner is pretty much like not having patients in people's backs. He just no. wants the tax money. And, Repu- and, and I will say this, Marijuana Industry Group, MIG, has been giving money to Republicans oh. running for office. Wait a minute. So he's probably just sucking their dick. One quick question. What was this, of whole, course. What was this thing that 
Jenner put out about not voting, losing voting rights and all that stuff. Is that true? Is true? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see my little arm shortening into uh, T-Rex arms? Wow, T-Rex. I just woke up the T-Rex. No, because that made me so mad. Okay, because sorry. everybody right. shared that shit like it was like the I grail. I didn't know and that. he just made that up. Like, And I, here I am. Okay, like here's how yeah, geeky I make, am. He didn't make that up, did he? No, he did make that up. And oh. he, he's not even good at making that up. And that's why I was like... I read it and I was like, oh, this is moderately kind of funny, but he doesn't understand how the legislature works well enough to make a joke that is streamlined to be believable. I immediately knew it was wrong because his numering sequence was off of the way the bills would be introduced. Oh, my God. And I know, that's how geeky I am. I couldn't enjoy his fucking joke that was actually made me mad because people shared it without fact-checking it. I I didn't, yeah, I, I... Made sure I did not share it. I, 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 yeah. I, said, I told it to see. Chris is She's my like, friend. Can they do that? I was like, I don't think so. First off, no. Second off, if you knew halfway about how the legislature works, you know they wouldn't get the 1200 series until like fucking March. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that, 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 if nothing else, mm-hmm. the flaw within the joke was as upsetting to me as the fact that people were ignorant and shared the bullshit. Because yeah. people were all like, they were going to Dan Pabone's page and trying to like flog him, which honestly I enjoyed because I really hate Dan Pabone. But we've noticed, yeah. I, I, I but he, he is a hateful. He, he deserves to, the hate and the wrath of the cannabis community, and I, I want people to be educated on that fact. Okay, we can do my that. short little yeah, T Rex arms. With short T Rex, everyone come at him with short T Rex. Um, that'll freak him out. Right? Why does everybody do that when they see me? <laughs> Start getting real that actually would be super quality. Yeah. I did want to hire fat strippers to go in and dance in the legislative building um, on the last day of the legislature to celebrate his DUI in front of a strip club, but mm-hmm. it didn't work out. Anyway, I don't I have d- enough money I, to blow I, on I, full I, I shit. I digress. I digress. Okay. But yes, Jeter made up some bullshit. It was kind of... They, like a third of the way funny. It wasn't even really halfway funny. Yeah. And then the people like freaked out and then they all like went to Dan... Pabone's page with pitchforks. Right. And well, he basically said that... Uh, I shared the real our, shit our that Dan Pabone... We in the industry. Right? He, he said if you hold a badge, so 35,000 people in the state of Colorado, your voting rights would be revoked for holding a badge. Mm-hmm. A, that's just fucking stupid. And... Or you would be not counted. Yeah, that your vote would be thrown out, which your yeah. vote is anonymous, so how mm-hmm. the hell you're going to get your vote thrown out? Like, that, 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 that was the part that was like... You would, you, there's other ways you could make this joke sort of funny by understanding how the law works, but you're not informed enough to make a good joke. Mm. And then you're misleading all these people, and they're all like, like, literally like a day later, I share the thing about the fucking growers wanting to have like the inserted genetic stuff, or like two days later, and everyone's like all like, oh, like the, the few intelligent people that I deal with were sharing it, but like all these people who were all like, all like oh, I'm going to lose my right to vote. Weren't like at all worried about smoking a nanobot or iso- radioactive <laughs> isotopes. That's all like that totally. Didn't, that didn't bother him. Dude, I'm going to do a dab of isotopes. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds killer. It's going to be a, the thing. Hell yeah. So, um, I don't know. Double, double dab on the isotopes. I, I like Jetter. He is my friend, but he definitely um, pushed my buttons of rage by. See, I knew that would, I knew, I knew that would be good for good for good uh, copy for the for the for the for the good for, well the people out there in the blogosphere who listen to the show they like they like when there's controversy and fighting exactly. and exactly. it's not actually fighting because I am no. friends with the person but he did piss me off with his speaking of which there was a lot of there was a lot of controversy on the inter, on the interwebs these last couple of uh, 
days and oh everybody's all up in arms i mean oh yeah, uh, good news going, vermont i have it. some good news oh finally Thanks. freaking vermont yeah. legislatively is passing back. my dog does have he's 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 Back. He wants to comment on the show. He always, yeah, he's, he's not bad. I know, he's he's telling... actually been incredibly good and laid under the Amish butt-breaking bench. I know, that hurts, huh? You need some cushions. It's not my spot. I mean, you know, <laughs> for us outdoorsy, active, bony-assed women need a fucking have, cushion, we man. We will have a new setup at the new spot. I, I'm, I guarantee you Cece wouldn't sit on this bench for two hours. She's even bonier than my ass. Yeah, it's a tough one. I know. I've, I've I mean, already... I'm not even bony. I'm just saying that, 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 that what little ass I have has been spread out over this, this brutal wooden bench as if I was some sort of bad pupil that, in school. That's the idea we're trying to get. We're trying to get that get vibe out of Get hat. Yeah, you got it. So, Vermont, legislatively legalizing marijuana, positive rainbow. Positive rainbow, perfect. Makes me feel gay. Well, yeah, you got Bernie as your man there. That's that's a spot right there. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just saying, like Vermont, Vermont is the fuzzy Fuzzy teddy bear that we're going to end the show on. Good, because I like Vermont and and the handsome dog that no one on the internet can see, but he's. He's he's not only deeply breathy, he's good looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love a good breathy. Um, all right, well where are you gonna be next? Where am I going to be next? Yeah, where um, where, you, where, are the, where can our fans catch you at? Fans can go with me to the women's march next Saturday from the Denver Capitol. Uh-huh. Thrill a minute times, pussy hats and, and uh Really? Protest times. What time's that? I'll send, I think it's I'll like send, t- ten to noon. Uh, it's on a what? Ten to noon. On a what? Like, Saturday? Saturday the 20th. Cool, I'll bring Nick. The I'll, anniversary I'll a, of the... I'll put a giant thing on his it's head. It's the anniversary, anniversary of the uh, inauguration protest thing. Cool. And uh, where else will I be? On the 22nd. Hey, everybody. On the 22nd, I'll be at the CDPHE for the Retail Science Cannabis Advisory Panel. Now, that sounded like an official plug of all plugs right there. <laughs> hey, man. You want to come out and be a super fan? Come to these meetings with... On the 25th, even more exciting, yeah. actually, action for super fans. Super fan action. Um, Here we go. Court support for the court case from da, da, um, da. Court support. Mark Peterson and Ron Niehaus, who I've talked about before, the uh, caregivers who were involved in the Jack Split case. Can we just do the pie in the face thing like everybody used to do back in the day? I don't think we should do it to Mark and Ron. They're good people. No, but there's Or somebody... to Rob Corey, who's no, their attorney. No, Rob. But maybe... Maybe Rob at one point. But no, the, what about the other guy? The douchebags. What about douche guys? Not, not um, that would be the no, Jeffco County prosecution. Do to, it. Yeah, I, I would Don't totally listen. endorse that. Come on. I, I am all, I, anyone who wants to put a pie in the face of the Jeffco County prosecutor will get... <laughs> somebody. Come on. That's always, like a hand job for me or something. A, it's always a... It's Don't always look a, at me like that. You might that. get shot nowadays, but, you know, or at least... Tased, probably you get tased. Right in the nutsack. <laughs> like as you hit the guy in the face of the pie, it'd be like, Aaron K out there listening now, P- Pie Man of New York City. Hmm. If only we had you here with, with your industrial nutsack to fucking handle this pie pie administration. Hmm. Um, I don't know what to tell you about that, but yes, there there is that coming up um, the twenty okay, fifth, so the pretrial motion coming down from the hills um, and all these things. Just yeah. coming down. I I'll probably will be down in between those things for other things that haven't been posted on the legislative calendar because all these bills have been introduced, but none of them have been assigned to a hearing yet. So I will be mm-hmm. definitely going down to speak out against genetic modification of cannabis without any well, protections for consumers. For Hooray, America. Yeah. Um, that, that's like I the honestly, worst sounding thing ever. If that passes, 
I'm gonna. F- yeah, there, I have some plans. I can't actually say them because yeah, then they won't be you'll a be surprise. Like Madonna, you'll be like Madonna. Like I'm gonna blow up the White House. That's, yeah. mm. Close. No, I have other plans that would be mm. more slow death, more slow and painful. No, I don't plan to actually kill anybody, but no. you know, I I, I, I am I visionary, as you're okay. well aware. And, Good. Um, no details, please. No. 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 All right. Well, I you um, know that's that's where a lot of these white supremacists that kill people go wrong. They they talk too much on the internet. Those guys always Fuckers. getting it wrong. <laughs> well, let's um, end on that note. <laughs> killing people, white supremacists killing people, not getting it right. I'm just saying. Just listen to the show. Maybe you'll figure out what that all meant about anything. Did that have anything to do with anything? No, I don't know. It was just a no, bit, it was no, just no, me. Major brain fart. Saying shit that <laughs> anyway. I shouldn't say on fucking any recorded thing. It's fine. T- Matt's going to go over there and be scanned re- one day. Like, like cut mm-hmm. out that several minutes where I'm just like. I one time I got kicked out of a bank because of JDR. You know that? Um, like I went, I went in and, I, and they, I was there for already a couple of years. And it's all, all sudden, Tim's fault. Well, I was there for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden, I, I got kicked out, and I went back to the one guy that was really cool at the bank to me, and I was like, "Hey, do you know why?" why? And he's like, "Well, I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm going to go look on the computer thing and find out." And he went on the computer and he came back. And he goes, "Were you ever on like a show or something like that?" And I was like, "What do you mean? He's like a radio show or something?" I was like, "What?" The John Doe radio show. I was like, yes. He's like, well, something about that. And I was like, what? Like, well, whatever no. bank you were with, we're, we're, we're made, way more Chase. on it. Was Chase. Chase was way more on it than Key Bank because I was on Tim's show several times during my duration. Wow, I don't think it should have been a normal thing. But I, was I like, mean, I'm just making light of the whole. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Although no, I was on the new, I was on Fox News about uh, cannabis for pets, mm-hmm. and um, I went into my bank like two days later, and the teller was like, "You look super familiar," and I was like, "Yeah, you don't know who I am. No, <laughs> I have no idea." She's like, "You look like this lady who was on the news," and I'm like, "Oh, I must have missed that. I don't have a TV at home. Thanks mm-hmm. for telling me about it." <laughs> right. I mean, it was just re- really weird because I did not want to lose my bank account. So, you know. No, you're like, definitely not me on the news. I doubt it. So, all right, well, thank you, Jessica, for coming through. Thank you, MTI, for coming through. Uh, my I apologize for pushing what? the show so late. Oh, I know, you're the worst. Listeners. Okay, we had t- today was a test day. First time on YouTube. I think it went nicely. I as think far it, was. Well. it looks good. Uh, um, the uh, chat is really Hi, colorful YouTube. and exciting. We got to like 115 listeners today. That's good. That's a nice number. I, I, sh- I shared that I was going to be on the show. I'm sure oh, they that was all good. were tuning 98 in. Of them. 98 yeah. came from her, for sure. Um, <laughs> we're down to 70, so I'd say that would be like... Yeah, you know, so that's, see, they tuned in for yeah. Nat from Humboldt. They were yeah. like, like... Nat oh. was way more popular than you. Thank you, Nat, for coming through um, for Humble Seeds. And thank you, James, for popping in. Next oh, I week, missed James. Yeah, next week we're going to have our shit... Sad. We're going to get all excited because now we have this whole new platform to play with. And I think MTI is going to go home and read like all sorts of cool stuff and be like, wow, dude, you can do that. We can do this. <laughs> can we do that? I didn't oh, yeah. realize we could do that. And so uh, we're going to be all up and... Everyone's ear because it would be like so many. I'll, I'll check in in the next three or four weeks and let you know what's developed. I'm Thanks. sure something will come up oh, with clubs will. and yeah, we'll, we'll keep the people updated some, on that. Some horror show is going to happen, I'm sure. Hey. No problem. I believe everything is going to be legislatively fixed and things are all going to be better. Always reporting the horror shows with Jessica. And it's, one day. One day it'll be evolved. If there has been something good, mm-hmm. we've tried to bring that to it's okay. We will. We will. I brought in like all that info about those studies and how oh, cool that was, was, and that was good news. Right. I try to bring in at least one good thing every time, but most of the time, what I focus I on is trying to fix the problem, not 
blow smoke up people's ass. I don't even travel with a short length of hose. Not enough hose. Not, Not enough, enough hose. hose. <laughs> Never enough Not hose. Enough. Never, Never enough hose to get the smoke up your ass, my friend. Never enough hose. Well, because yeah. I'm just on not getting that, that close on, to the ass. That incredibly good ending. <laughs> Never enough hose to blow smoke up your ass on the Adam Dunn show. See you guys next week. <laughs> Peace. I always keep it super classy. Practically when I every one of the top forty records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Ganja.